Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'ma have me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Good morning. We're back. The Rose Podcast ever episode. I believe this is 160. I could be wrong. Uh, but that's what I wrote down in my notes. He had large and in charge is 159. This is 160. So realest podcast ever. I'm your host, C. Diddy. Hey. <laughs> like. This is overworked, Matt. <laughs> I'm tired. Yo. I ain't gonna hold you. Like. Uh, overworked mats in the building. I didn't really sleep last night. Why not? What's going on? You all right? Uh, I got home. Though. Oh, okay, got you. I didn't come home till I think I got home at like eleven fifteen, and I got up at five. Oh yeah, that'll do so it. That you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that'll finish you. But I'm here. I'm gonna try to power through this. That will do it. Uh, again, Rose Podcast ever episode 160. Um, you know, as we say every show, if you're not on a Patreon, you need to be, and if you are on Patreon, you need to be migrating toward VIP. Uh, yeah. You able to get on that page is Patreon.com/slash/OfficialTRPE. Uh, I get so many people to hit me like, "Yo, I really love the the Patreon content. Like, it's just so much better than the actual show." I'm not saying the show is bad. But right. People are like, I just like where y'all go with the Patreon, and I'm like. You pay, you know what I'm saying? It's like free lunch right. and then the stand. Yeah, like it should be better. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're paying for that. So it's like, you know, but yeah. yeah. It should be better. You know, Patreon is dope because we're able to cover very, very specific topics that are user specific. Y'all are paying for the content. So, you know, we try to tailor it to, you know, what y'all want to hear, what y'all want to talk about, things like that. And um, it's working. So, you know, you already have a content library over on Patreon. So if, you, if you're new to the game, you're signing up today, you got 30 back episodes of uh, Patreon content on there. Plus on the VIP tier, all types of credit tips, credit hacks, um, things like that, um, life improvement stuff to uh you know help help your quality of life so you know the patreon is uh you know is a growing community we're like a 422 people as of this morning 423 somebody else signed up so again it's real it's a growing community in real time and uh there's a lot of value over there and like i said if you already are on patreon you need to be migrating toward that vip tier it literally pays for itself we've given over given up over ten thousand dollars in potential uh you know credit lines that you're able to get with no uh credit check whatsoever um so just that alone in itself if you were able to go in there and get the tomo card or get you know one of the other cards that we talked about without having to go through a hard inquiry anything like that you get approved for that anywhere between two to five thousand dollars your membership for the year is 240 bucks pays for itself so that's that uh other than that uh our merch is back live uh we announced this on the uh 
Patreon the other day, but uh, this is for the for the large audience. Mm-hmm. Merch is back live on tpublic.com. Um, y'all can search the Realist Podcast server, or you can go right to the website, officialtrp.com. Click the uh, drop-down menu for merch, and it'll take you directly there. I can't give you a specific backslash on tpublic because it's one of those weird hyperlink ZQ R a PH ninety seven thousand. It's one of them type of links, so it right. does it does me no good to give it to you because all you're going to do is be in my DM asking me. So what's the link again? So I might as well just say, just go to officialtrp.com and then you can get to the merch that way. So we've got successful in the city shirts on there, PUA All Star shirts, uh, a new design for the y'all weird shirts, uh, and Media Monday shirts. We're also going to have computers, Putin shirts, and. Uh, poor stories and war stories Whenever the hell Raj gets a minute To uh, be able to update that That'll be on the site as well um, And we actually took down The blur TRPE shirts Because it was intentional But people didn't fucking get it So I'm not gonna sell y'all The shirt no more Because I'm tired of y'all Being in my DM Telling me this shirt is fucked up And it's fucked up on purpose People hate it They, they literally yeah. hate it Yeah so I just There is It's, a, it's yeah. over It's a wrap for that So I also hated it But <laughs> you know one of them things sometimes you miss yay man <laughs> i forgot what movie that was uh damn i fucking hate it i remember that line i can't remember where it was from it'll come to yeah me. but people hated it so you know you don't you hate it it's out mm-hmm. it's out of there so uh so that's that i think that's everything on the admin front oh live show announcements coming soon uh a couple different markets potentially uh that we are working on so that's that uh how was your weekend, and where do you want to start? Talking to me? Yes, you. Oh, I thought you were still reading. No, I didn't no, know no, what no. the fuck was happening. Um, uh, what did I do? I bought a chair. Oh, nice. That was huge. Well, not huge, <laughs> but I bought some chairs. Made a commitment. Yeah. Chairs are expensive, yo. Like, I got the Bruh. the chairs that go with the counter, like the bar. Bar stools? $319 a piece. Yeah, that hey, shit ain't no joke. Eric, I, I don't know why I'm thinking thirty dollars <laughs> gets you a little stool, but you realize like people got them. Do you know them cheap stools where it's like a um, you know the dish that pretzels be in at the party? Yeah, it's that material. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's the seat, and then it'd be that little bar at the bottom. I hate them stools. Yeah. So this is like a real wooden legs, uh, good sturdy stool. The, the cashmere leather ish type. Two-tone seat with the back with the rivets and yeah. shit. All right. So yeah, no bar stools is a, is a commitment. That's why I don't have any yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I moved in September. I'm still looking at fucking. Yeah, they, and they up. go because you know, they go with the island real well and shit. So I'm just like fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do that. Uh, other than that, I worked, man. I'm pretty much chilling. Yeah, bought a pair of sneaks. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I picked up over the last uh, two weeks. I picked up uh, two of my. Top ten sneakers that was on my list. I got the Salehi uh, Bembry uh, New Balance, the uh, mm-hmm. Let Water Beat Away. I got those, and then I finally my number one shoe of the year, which also is a New Balance. Uh, I got the Paperboy uh, Friday uh, mm-hmm. New Balances. So they finally put them up on uh, on the resale sites, and I think I paid like four fifty for them. They already up to like seven hundred in my size. Shout out to all the Asians that are pushing up the value of the shoe. Yeah, I could believe it. I like swirl sneaks for a little second just because I got a bunch of other. Yeah, that's shit me every week that I like worry about. But then I I logged on the other day and I, I was like, oh shit, there they go right. That's them right, <laughs> right now. All right, yeah, like, that's how that should be. You be like, I ain't fucking with nothing. Yeah, let me just get on the base. See what's going on. 
I'm like, damn, he only won three ninety for them. Man, that shit, you on StockX? They five hundred five. You like, you know what? Because if I get them and just if I need to sell them, I can sell them for five hundred five. You already got equity in them. It's an investment. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's kind of how it goes. But other than that, I ain't really do shit. Right. You know what I mean? All right. Well, that's that. Well, I got some uh, some credit specific talk that I wanted to get into to kind of like kick off the show. Are we starting with credit? <clears throat> I would like to. Um, the rest of this shit is just like whatever. People uh, don't care about this shit. <laughs> uh, where are we right now? We, me, and you haven't talked. We didn't talk credit all week. No. No. We had one discussion the other day where, with the car shit where we're kind of going to go into that. Yeah. But we didn't really talk like no credit shit. This yeah. Week. I, uh, like I like like I was talking about my plan, Um, you know, I, I've paid off all of my revolving credit. It's just a matter of when this different shit is going to report. And it's like we said last week, like, you know, when they want their money, they want it on a specific day. When they report the shit is like, we'll get to it when we get to it. So right now I'm stuck in that uh, purgatory of like, when are y'all going to report my zero bounce? On Friday, my uh, my Equifax score went up 51 points. Nice. My TransUnion went down four points. And I'm literally like on about to be on two phones. Like, are y'all in cahoots with <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And it's just, it's one of them drones where it's just like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm getting. Like, once you do what you need to do, you yeah. kind of just got to, like, fall back and just wait. Yeah, because, like, this morning when I'm coming over here, I'm getting <laughs> updates from Credit Karma saying, like, oh, your uh, Navy Federal card reported a zero balance. Check it out now. And I'm clicking it, and it's like, it's nothing popping up. I'm refreshing the page. From I'm Navy log- Federal. Yeah, I'm logging out and going back in. Navy Federal. It's nothing. As good as we've said they are and as, as much shit as I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fucking with them. When it comes to their credit cards, not loans, pledge loans, right. checking credit, the the savings again, none of that shit. The credit Jones do move slow. The reporting is terrible. My my uh, like if I show you my uh credit card from Navy Federal, it still is pending shit from Thursday. <laughs> it's Monday. I this morning I I saw Dunkin' Donuts seven dollars. I'm like, what the fuck with the time? Like. I went to Dunkin' Donuts Thursday. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. In morning. I'm yeah. like, why is that shit just, it's still pending. Right, yeah. Any, and then, anything from like, fr- and then the, the even worse part is anything from like Friday after five, they not even looking at that till next Friday. No. We oh, yeah, he did. He did make that purchase. All yeah. right, cool. Finalize that. Yeah. Like, I need my cash rewards. Quit playing games with me. Ironically, though, I went to Home Depot the other day, and I spent, like, like $180, whatever, swipe my credit card, and I had to take these rods back because the, the window is huge, and the rod wasn't... Wasn't long enough. I got a 72-inch rod thinking it was cool, but I wound up needing a 90-inch. You know what I'm saying? So I took the rod back, and, you know, they were like, well, you, you paid on credit card. We'll pay that back that shit went back on my credit card in like 35 minutes. Oh, shit. It blew my mind. I was like, I've never seen that before. Oh, so so retailers, y'all need to get the same system Home Depot got. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Literally, I'm talking about returned it, gave the receipt, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Like, as I'm pulling into my complex, you I just happened it. to check. I seen uh, the rod was like 42.77. I saw 42.77 credit on my I was like, Damn. That's crazy. I thought Target was good. They usually take like 18 hours, like 12, 18 nah, that hours. That shit was like that. 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Like, that shit was crazy. 
Yeah, so everybody needs to uh, get on board with that. But yeah, so I've been I've, I've paid all my cards down to to zero. Uh, my cash rewards card, the one that you actually own, that payment is d- closes tomorrow. So I'm going to pay that today, clear that balance down to zero, and then I have no consumer debt other Yo, than like my I, automobile. I, I was looking at this shit the other day, and it was like the um my joint is at like forty seven thousand. It was like if you pay the whole joint. Your credit score will go to seven ninety two. I'm like, well, the whole joint is damn near paid. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> it's like where's my seven ninety two? And I told you, I went up, woke up today. My Equifax is up fifty one. Yeah. Well, on Friday, my Equifax is up fifty one. But I'm like, oh, bet it's on. And then I go to TransUnion. It was like, nah, chief, not, we, not quite yet. In fact, <laughs> we took three for coming to fuck back in here so fast. Like, it's just that shit is really just you never know. Like yeah. you, and that's the fucked up part with it. Like I said it last week, it's like you can do everything right. And not win the championship. Yep. That's the scariest part of this shit. It's like that meme where it was like, uh, correct answer, it was B, and they selected B, and it was like, you have the wrong answer. It's yeah. like that shit. Yeah. Like, no, I, I got it right. Y'all telling me I got it right. Yeah, but somehow you you still wrong. I was watching this thing the other day. Do you know that, like, your zip code be playing into that shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think that it was like Yeah, demographics, that. all that shit. Yeah, because uh, I was watching this thing about how pre-approvals work and pre-qualifications work. And they get so specific when it comes to, like, the money they put out. Because, you know, credit the credit industry is the most advertised industry in the world. Yeah. Like, there's no other industry that gets advertising, the money spent in advertising, the way credit do. And when you really think about that shit, you think about, like... Capital One, like what's in your wallet, and all they all got yeah. all these different joints that you just know and see all the fucking time. And the guy was saying how when they sent out those mailers, like the prequal mailers and shit, they get so specific to where it's like we want this many people from that zip code, that many people. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's it's wild, but it's like think about if you live in one nine one. I'm just making a one nine one five five, and then one nine one. Five seven, you could have the same credit score, the same credit history, but because you're in this zip code and they need more people from the millennial base to be in in that tier or whatever, you'd have a better chance at getting that credit card than that one, than this credit card if you lived in that zip code. I do you one better. That shit is scary. I do you one better. You know, when you get married, you're uh, you know, a lot of your credit stuff becomes merged with um, if you you know with your spouse if you elect to do so. Right. So there was complaints on the uh, initial rollout of the Apple Card because there were husbands and wives who had a lot of like merged credit items and stuff like that. The wife actually had a better credit score and made more money than the husband and she was getting like ten thousand dollars less of a credit line than the husband was yeah i can believe that and there was this whole discrimination thing against like goldman sachs that people were trying to file like a class action lawsuit because they like whatever algorithm y'all are using or whatever y'all process is it's discriminatory against women because Time and time again, we have 48 examples of women that apply for this credit card and they got considerably lower starting credit limits than their male counterparts Mm. that had less less credit, lower credit score, etc. And I'm just like, that's wild. That's nuts. So basically, there's probably some sort of name scanning technology. And then based on if it's a feminine name or not, like they are devaluing the shit because women do more consumer spending. So they're like, oh, Nizal, she qualified with 15, give her five. Like that sort of shit. Jeez. <laughs> that shit is wild. Like like just the, the yeah, like how your name will pop up. And it's just like, Shaniqua, yeah. 
Like there's a uh, there's a card out there, the Discover It card. They match you dollar for dollar yeah. on all your cash back that you get. So they I give think it's you the first year. Yeah, yeah, they give you up to five percent on certain uh, purchases, and they give you two percent on ev- across the board on everything else. Then it's like one point five percent for something else. But then at the end of the, the your first year, you get a cash back check right. for a match for everything right. they already gave you. They give you another check for the same amount of cash back in one payment. So this is literally like the most aggressive cashback card on the market. So I put in the other day for a prequal and I got approved and they like, yo, you have until July 24th to accept your, your card off and blah, blah, blah. I'm not accepting it because I know I'm going to get denied. You know why? Because Discover was one of the people I burned on my way back up coming out of uh, you coming did a out prequal. Of, I did a prequal. Oh, because you said you got approved. I thought you went no, through no, no, it. No, no, no. But they're saying that you have until to such my days to accept the prequal offer. Yeah. But then it says in a small print. Pre-qualification is not a guarantee for approval, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, based on all the criteria, I, I'm i more than qualified. Mm. However, because Discover is one of the banks I burned on my way out, they're like, I'm never getting that card in mm-hmm. a million fucking years. It might take 15 years post whenever that uh, that was in order for me to get the card. But I'm just like, because I did some irresponsible shit back in the day, I'm paying for it now because one of the best, if not the best cashback card that's available in the market, I know I can't get the shit. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So it's like, be careful who you burn. You could burn Meek Mill Financial. You could burn OVO Trust. You probably shouldn't burn Discover. Discover's are really good from what I've seen. Cash, cashback joints. The um, the city, I think it's Freedom Unlimited, is very, very good. There's a city custom cash, too, where you can elect it, whatever the highest tier of cashback you can get on whatever you spend the most. There's that car, and they have a double give cash. Five, it'll give you 5% on your highest joint yeah. and then you know whatever on the other joints so it's like yeah if you're gonna you know that's the joint where you just basically buying everybody in your fucking block groceries like right. give me the cash I'm gonna put it you know you're doing that where you going right now you going yeah. gro- uh, come, I'm, come I'm, with I'm me I'm gonna ride with you <laughs> yeah. I meet you over there I told you the double cash is cool as long as you don't carry balances yeah because it they, the way they do it is they give you 1% when you buy, 1% when you pay it off. Got it. So it's like, you know. But from in my opinion, though, the more rewards with Navy Federal is like. Fantastic. Three, two, and one. You know what I'm saying? Three on restaurants and dining and groceries, then two on gas and one on everything else is like, that's pretty decent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All things considered, the flagship rewards is really good. I'm going to go for that later on this year. Yeah. Where it's like 2% all across the board. Yeah, I'm not applying for nothing else yeah, I'm, because I'm, on, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to get that. Yeah, I'm on ice till probably like. December as far yeah. as like applying for shit like it's really no point there are only like four other Jones I really want anyway like yeah. the CSP I want a Platinum Amex the flagship and then like you know whatever goofy ass shit I can tell you know <laughs> fucking uh, the Purple Orchid you know what I'm saying <laughs> custom purple, cash Purple Orchid yeah. Express <laughs> whatever it's like what the fuck but the credit shit is 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 is, is fun and it's interesting learning about it and watching it but then you really realize where it's like it's all a game and mm-hmm. it's just you know like if, if if they decide to let you win then you win you yeah. know what I'm saying it's like cause at the end of the day they could just be like oh pay this and your score will go up 27 right. points and then you pay and your score will go up 19 be like eh we thought it was gonna go 27 <laughs> <laughs> it was a range yeah <laughs> fuck you up from us shoot or shoot the fuck is up take this 19 and shut your face you know what I'm saying so that's really how it be where it's just like all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Dude. One thing I do think is very interesting is just how one thing I've realized in this process is that people really don't make a lot of money. Facts. 
Like how like on Instagram and Twitter everybody everybody's wealthy every like literally Yachts like every day like it, it it's un it's unreal and then you realize when you start really getting into like actual like again not Hakeem's almanac like real live <laughs> right. census yeah. stated facts where it's like yo the average household brings in fifty three thousand dollars a year yeah so it's hard for people to pay down that because that's that's honestly the biggest thing right. in credit is just paying down the debt like if you run up fifteen thousand dollars. Can you pay this shit off? Yeah, you pay the, if you pay the minimum, you can pay it off. It's gonna they'll put on the Jones. Take you ninety two thousand and eighty two. <laughs> you'll be done with this shit. But that's honestly the thing is that people really don't. People just need to make more money in order yes. to like really see. And I yeah. realized that shit just in the last couple weeks, like just looking at how much I make and how much I can like do. And it's just like yeah, the average motherfucker can't haul off and like really back a $25,000 spenditure on a At car. All. So it's just, it's hard to, you know what I mean? It, it shit is, think about it. People will have cards where everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The limits are pretty decent. 15000 20000 and they'll max it out over time. Mm-hmm. And they'll look up and be like, damn, I got 16000 on this card. Like, damn, what's going on? I was paying a tray every month. Like, what's going on? Like, that ain't going to cut it. <laughs> and I realize when you're paying that tray, that interest is two eighty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just. One thing I learned when I used to do corporate sales, um, you know, the, the conversations around a lot of stuff like credit and money and all of that is very apparent because everybody's everybody makes money. When you in a corporate sales environment, especially at like a Fortune 20 company like right. Enterprise, everybody's making money. Right. So it's, it's money conversation. So it's not taboo in the workplace. And something that, you know, my sales manager will always say is whatever issue you have. Like financially, the answer to it is make more money. You need to set more appointments. You need to fucking go on more sales calls. You need to close more accounts and you'll make more fucking money. Like it will fix itself. So it's like that was the main takeaway that I took from that job is just like, you know, a lot of times it ain't that your ambition is too high or whatever. You just don't make enough money and you need to figure out how to fuck to supplement your income and be able to make more money. Mm. So if you in a job where there is fucking overtime available, you need to be working it. If you are somebody that any type of interest or hobby or whatever that you have now that, that might've existed three, five, eight, 15 years ago, it's a business now. Like I'm not trying to be funny. I've gotten to the point where it's just like everything that I do throughout the week makes money. Yes. Not trying to be funny. Yeah. This podcast, me sitting down to look at games and review games. I'm betting on these shits, and I'm, I'm, yo. I took the Phillies run line as underdogs the other day. Phillies cook these. <laughs> like, I can't miss in baseball right. right now. It's like everything is just one of them things where it's like on my days off. Like yo, if I'm not doing nothing today, I got nothing. Did we not doing? I'm going to work. Right. Why not? It's extra fucking bread. I had somebody the other day was like, yo, you always working OT. Be like. Yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to say something so smart, but I just was like, yeah, you know what I mean. But I got goals. I got real shit yeah. I'm trying to do and trying to obtain. So it's like, yeah, it's like you know, for me to hold off and put this twenty thousand dollar trade line on my fucking joint, like I need to put up twenty bands. So it's like, exactly. you know, granted, if, if, regardless if I get it right back, I got to put it up. I got to put the shit up. It can't be a mysterious twenty <laughs> like your baby father's. Like, this got to be a real, a real, a real dumb. <laughs> <a> real dumb. <laughs> right? So it's like that's kind of how you be, and you just you realize like. 
that really do be like the catalyst is like yeah. making more yeah, you just need to make more fucking money you need to work more you need to fucking play less you need to sacrifice you need to buckle the fuck down especially in your 20s and your early 30s because it's going to set you up so good right, later right. on down the line where you can do whatever the fuck you want because you're going to you're going to look up and you're going to have $334,000 in the bank yeah you ain't got to worry about going to fucking work and working right, overtime or right. this or this like you got pe- people get paid every every week or every two weeks and they pay everybody except they sell right they pay rent right they pay they fucking credit cards off they pay the weed man they pay the perk man like i tell you something that i started doing is like it's funny you say that but along them lines is like i get paid every thursday right so all my shit is pretty much in line like i got everything set up the way i want it and Every week, I take three hundred and fifty dollars and put it in my savings account. And you should. And, and it to me, it's like that's not a lot of money. I mean, people probably hear that and be like, "What fuck, nigga? I'm balling. Fuck is you talking?" <laughs> okay, cool. But my whole like my thought process: if I put three fifty in a savings account every week, that's seven hundred dollars every two. That's fourteen hundred dollars a every month. month. At the end of the year, that's fifteen thousand. Yeah, do you that see for, what I'm? You see where I'm 10 at? Years. And I always do that to where it's just like, yo, like. And at times, I to myself just be like, damn, like, yeah, you know, I could like, and not on some like nigga shit, like I can go fuck a check, but it's just that shit adds the fuck yeah, up it's over the, time. It's the power of repetition. Anything you do for a, a do consistently for a long time, you will become good at, and you won't even begin, you'll begin to not even miss the money because at some and, point, you're going to get an incremental raise to where it's like, now that 350, you're not even thinking about it. And, and that's really where I, I was saying about the overtime situation. It's like, why well, I always work overtime because I don't think about it. And I had to like really check myself one day, like, I had $400 coming out of my check going to my credit union, my transit workers credit union, because, like, my car note comes out of there or whatever, whatever. And, like, I had, like, you know, loans I was telling you about, $72 loan, right. all these goofy-ass <laughs> loans. Them shits eventually got paid off to where my car note is 122 or something every week, and I got $400 going there. So it's just, like, I'm putting that in my savings account and then got that going there. Exactly. And it's, like, I'm not even missing that shit to where it's just, like, you look up and you like, damn, I'm saving $500 every week. Like... Yeah. You know now we talking about instead of saving fifteen grand, we talking about twenty two thousand a year, right. twenty three thousand. And it's just that's kind of how it works. To where it's like you look up, you done saved money, you done established credit, you done built credit, and really it's like it just comes from like working. It's gonna and the thing is, it's gonna be so rewarding when the time comes where you're ready to make a big purchase or invest in something or do something, and you have the money to do it, yeah. and you ain't gotta scramble around or take out a loan or beg, borrow, and steal or call that drug dealer that you was fucking all year like you're gonna feel so good about the fact that like you just have the money it's just it's just there it's sitting it's waiting for you to do whatever the fuck you need to do but i think the thing that with us especially our culture is like we get wrapped up in frivolous dumb shit instant gratification boom instant gratification is huge but it's like yeah we definitely get wrapped up in you know Oh, I got to get this. So I got to get that. Yeah. And me and Jules had a conversation because we've been sneaker motherfuckers since high school. And he, you know, can get besides himself. And we literally had a conversation one day where it was just like, you know, I ain't buying no sneaks in like two months. He like, yeah, me neither. Like the last Jones I bought was the Jaden Smith Jones. I'm like, yeah, last Jones I bought was the Purple Vapor Waffles. And it's just like, because you get out of the, oh, I got to get the new Jones. Oh, I got to get the new right. Jones. And I was saying that like, at this point, I kind of only get what I want. Yeah. Just because it's like, I'll be honest with you, I don't even get a chance to wear half of this shit. I got a closet full of sneaks I ain't fucking yeah. touch just because I'm, I'm always working, always doing some shit. So it's like, yeah, you definitely get wrapped up in like the 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 
you know how they got like a rat race in the corporate world? You almost mm-hmm. got one in like the urban street world. Hundred percent. Where it's like, oh, I need the new coat, the new belt, the yeah. new jacket, the new bag, the new this. Because the new niggas that. are literally living to fuck the grandma. I'm a fuck the oh. grandma with this. Somebody said the other day, very great point on Facebook was like, y'all remember two years ago when the drink was 1942 Don Julio that's all the fuck y'all was drinking then do y'all remember a year ago in the quarantine when it was the class Azul with the white and with the vase from Zaja Gabor <laughs> living room that's all y'all was drinking now if you realize that it's all Casamigos and it's like I dare y'all to tell me that social media ain't a real influence and it's just like yeah y'all don't y'all don't Y'all are alcoholics who don't even have a choice of drink. Yeah, and before and ten years ago it was Ciroc. You see what I'm saying? Remember when it was Nouveau for three months? <laughs> Y'all was tweaking. I was like, no, you know the new yellow Nouveau dropped Saturday. Yeah. They got that joint over Jersey. Remember now. when it was effing for like three weeks? <sighs> effing tastes like rubbing alcohol. Yo, they had a cucumber joint. <laughs> like I'd rather drink horseradish. <laughs> what the fuck are you drinking cucumber vodka for? But that's how our culture is. It's just influence. I'm going to get back to credit talk. Can we take time for this? Because you just made me think about it. When you talked about the shit that, we're, that, that we do and the shit we... Did you... You know about the Tony the Closer, Him 500 shit. Yeah, we just talked about right. it. Right. Did you see Him 500's apology video to his people for the auto loan shit? Yes. It was bizarre. Our culture... <laughs> yo... <laughs> For y'all, for those of y'all that don't know, Him 500 is Marcus Barney, right? He's a quote-unquote financial expert from I don't know where the fuck he's from. He just he's from up. Stockton, California, and he lives in Atlanta. Okay, whatever. He basically gave information to his people who follow all of his financial shit, all this whatever, whatever, about doing an auto loan through Navy Federal, right? right. Finessing the bank, it, dog. <laughs> he said. That if you go get an auto loan, this is fact. If you go get an auto loan, because my, my homie did it. If you go get an auto loan through Navy Federal, if you buy the car from a dealership, you have to let them know the VIN number, the name of the dealership, what kind of car it is, what year it is, all that bullshit. When they send you the checks, Navy Federal will send you the check. It'll have that on the check, the VIN number, who mm-hmm. it's going to, da 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 Now... If you go buy the car from a private seller saying you won't decide you want to sell your GT and I'm exactly. like, oh, I'm going to buy that joint off of you. I go to Navy Federal, apply for the car loan, get it, tell them, yeah, this is the car. Boop, 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 boop. They'll send me the check, blank check. This motherfucker basically told his people, it's like, yeah, you do that. And basically you got 90 days to produce the title to them. Because, you know, when you buy finance a car, they become the exactly. lien holder on the title. You got 90 days to produce the title. If you don't produce the title in 90 days, the auto loan just becomes a personal yeah, loan. Automatic. The word he uses, automatic. It automatically becomes a, a, personal a personal loan, loan with a higher interest rate. I'm like, nigga, that's bank fraud. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just listening to that. I'm like, that's 100% bank fraud. Yeah. If I go to the bank and be like, yeah, I'm trying to get a crib and apply for a fucking mortgage loan for 300000 they cut me a check. And like, where the house at? Oh, no, nah, I, I bought this food truck. No, the, the house still in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got, they still working on that. That's bank fraud. <laughs> and so I guess Tony the Closer apparently called him out on that. Yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. you tripping. Like, this this don't make no sense. So he did an apology video to his people. He's like, oh, I would never want to. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
but, but, it, but it took like 10 days of back and forth between them two to even get to the apology. And he's like, I never want to put you on a bad position. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I can't believe. And, and even to me, like. And he said it on a huge platform. Yeah. On Big Facts podcast. Yeah. Our culture really is bizarre at times because anybody who has a shiny watch and a colorful shirt can come sit up in front of us and tell us what direction to go. All a nigga need is a bust down Cuban. He could become a financial expert tomorrow. Bruh. And I'm thinking about that shit the other day because you saw Shaq was on EYL. Yes. And this is the way our culture works. The black culture. EYL. Sidebar, EYL is wilding right now. Yeah, they're they're tweaked. If you you pay attention to like some of their guest lists and all of that now, it's like, we don't know none of these niggas. No, no. So you know they're paying to get on the show. Right, So Pete, this other cultures, Asian culture, white culture, Jewish community, all this. You know who they be listening to when it comes to finances? Financial experts who have 20 years of Wall Street or bank experience who went to school for advanced analytics or stat. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Whereas or our, economics and or register with the Better Business Bureau. Something. Someone who worked at Dun & Bradstreet. Something. Our culture, you know who we listen to for financial advice? Quavo. <laughs> and that shit blows my mind when I sit back and really think about it. And it's like watching Shaq on EYL talk about how he owns JCPenney's and he owns Forever 21 and he owns the likeness to Marilyn Monroe and Elvis. And they're like, yeah, you know, you could do this too if you just follow these steps. And it's like, no. You know why Shaq owns Forever 21 and JCPenney's and the likeness to Marilyn Monroe? Because Shaquille O'Neal is 7'1", he's 300 pounds, and he has amazing footwork. That's the catalyst to him owning and doing all these things. Not saying he's not a good businessman, but the reality of you getting in that position isn't likely because you didn't team up with Kobe and and have a 3 P. His talent put him in rooms where he was name, face, and size recognizable to where when he started asking questions, people gave him the honest answers to They them. had Rick Ross on there talking about all the wing stops and then this, then the third, and it's just like, yo, no one else is going to be able to do this because <laughs> they don't have a trilla. You understand what I'm saying? Rick Ross, again, probably is a genius as far as he's a genius at marketing. We know that. He's a genius at beat selection. We know that. But Rick Ross, as a businessman, as a financial person, he's that because he dropped mafia music and then Maybach music, too, and then Deeper Than Rap and Valley of Death and everything like BMF. Rick Ross becoming who he became as an artist set him up to go into these different spaces. And our culture kind of works like that, where it's like we don't necessarily take the advice of a black doctor, a black economics expert. It's like... Or the richest black man in America. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Lil Baby is the man right now, so Lil Baby could go sit on EYL, could go on this, could go on that, could go on that, and tell you how to get the bag. Lil Baby could sell out the Mercedes Dome right now for having a financial empowerment seminar. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> when Joe Biden was running for president, he didn't go and get, like, Robert Smith. or He had Cardi B. Doing the interview. It's like, no, this is what's going to appeal to our joint. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that shit the other day. I'm like, where did the him 500 nigga come from? Out the blue, you, literally. But what it is is he came out the blue and he had a Richard Million. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know what he's talking about. Let's yeah. see what's going on over here. Yeah, he came out the blue. He had a Richard Million and he did an interview on a uh, million dollars of a game on a private jet. 
it's che- it's the nigger checklist was checked off down the line, and nobody vetted him to say like, what's his background? The nigger got a had a whole fraud case that he had with us with a situation with some iPhones when he had a Sprint store and went and fucking had to plead out and went to jail for that shit. Yeah, you think he paid like sixty grand to get out of the yeah. jail or whatever, like whatever, but. It's funny as shit because this is white guy who does these videos on YouTube. He's actually really, really good. But he does videos talking about like different credit stuff and all this and the third. And he was saying how (sighs) fixing your credit, there are some things you can do to get a boost pretty fast, to get a boost in 30 days, a boost in 45 days. Um, He was like, those two things are paying down your debt and becoming an authorized user. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. He was like, you can become an authorized user on as many fucking cards as you can get people to put you on. Yeah. It'll help you out every one of them. He's like, that and paying down down the debt you have. Everything else, it's a lie. It's a, he's like, <laughs> and I see, and it was so funny because he's like an older white guy, and you can tell he don't he don't know how to say capping. Right. But he was like, <laughs> like y- y'all are full of shit. <laughs> he was like, I see these guys, they come on YouTube and they tell you, oh, you know, you want to get your credit right and get your business credit right. You could follow what I did and take this program that I'm selling. And, you know, they do all of the, 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 uh, what do you say? All of the, uh, damn, what was the word he used? Ah, I can't think about it. But he was like, they do all of the antics. It was yeah, like, the antics and theatrics. He was and like, where they're shit. like, they're, they're <clears throat> sitting on a private jet and be like, yeah, look at how I live. He's like, what you don't know is the jet was a rental for an hour and it never left the hangar. Uh, I don't know what they call that kind of stuff, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, he wanted to they say Kevin, but he don't know Kevin. They're capped the fuck out. <laughs> Cap the fuck out. And I, I'm just like, damn, like our culture really is like susceptible to just yeah. whoever got the bag or whoever got the ball. That's what we on. Yeah. That's who will take advice. Charlemagne made a very good point. Charlemagne was like, he got paid to come to a college, uh, um, uh, uh, a college speaking engagement Well it was a high school joint But kids going to college Or whatever And he's like I was there And he was like I got there It was Questlove Me And he was like It was somebody else And he was like We get ready to go tell kids You know the importance of college And Charlamagne like I got 20 grand to come here You know what I'm saying And he's like He saw Questlove I was like oh, What college did you go to Questlove like, I ain't go to college And he was like Nah He was like Yeah Questlove I was like What college did you go to He was like I ain't go to college And he, I, I forgot who the other person was Like did you go to college He was like No He was like so what the fuck we about to tell these kids about? But that's how it is. It's like instead of going to get a woman who's a registered nurse with a master's degree in nursing that actually graduated from the college. Yeah, no, we gonna go get Charlamagne because he got to pop in his radio show. You know, and that's how our culture works. Whoever lit, whoever popping, whoever got the bag, whoever stunting on them, whoever fucking the gram up, they could really just show up and give people life advice yeah. when it comes to finances, relationships. It's it's. It's bullshit. And don't let them have just came home from jail. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> it's really just up. came home? Tell me how I should be doing things, big dog. Yes, I've never been in trouble. <laughs> I got a master's degree. Do I, do I need to go to jail? But do I? But Shoot I, me straight. Do I need to do a dime in jail <laughs> in order to reach my full potential? Shoot me straight. <laughs> Tell, do, keep it real with me, um. Do I need to go to Do I need to smoke a nigga and go to jail? Shoot me straight Yeah that's real shit though It's me being on a straight and narrow Holding me back From my ultimate success Please I've always lived my life As an honest upstanding citizen But Just looking at what you've done 
in the two weeks since you've been home, I, I just I, <laughs> it's apparently that you've let me in the ten years I was free. You know what I'm saying? You've let me considerably. So yeah, real tell shit. me I can I get down? Real shit, real talk. Yeah, we're fucking idiots on yeah. the whole. Not me and you because we have sense. The, the rest of these motherfuckers are hopeless. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, real shit. Like, if you are involved in any type of financial crime, you can't work in the financial space. Like, it bars you from working in the financial space. Yeah. So, Marcus Barney, even though I like the guy, whatever, the law is the law. And at the end of the day, if you had a, a, 60, a case where you had to pay $60,000 to settle out on a fraud base, on a fraud case, like, you shouldn't be giving nobody financial advice. I, 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 I know no one listens to me. <laughs> but I... I'm 36 years old and I'm I'm pretty worldly. There's not too many things you could throw at me that I just don't have like the general foundation of understanding in and about. And just from everything I've seen in life, when it comes to like working on cars, building credit, bettering your health, bettering your relationship, fucking learning a new craft, learning a new skill, anything, the reality of it is... All you got to do is work. That's it. Facts. You don't need to take shit from nobody. You don't need to go and pay to listen to nobody. None of that shit. Like, I'm not joking. You don't need to cheat no systems. None of that shit. If you really just decide, yo, I'm going to set a budget. I'm going to focus on learning this. And I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. The problem is most people do not have a plan. That's just the long and the short of it. Yeah, you're not even approaching a plan. Fuck a plan. So what people see is like, oh damn, you got a nice car. Oh damn, you got nice hat. You got nice shoes. You live in a nice place. What I gotta do? You gotta do X, Y, and Z. Cool. That's what I'm gonna go do. That's how motherfuckers right. act and react. When I got my when I got my bins, people literally was calling my man Butter, calling my dealer, like, how did Chad get that car? That happened. Yeah. Like fifteen different people. You see, like, Kev said the other day, like, oh, I know this. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. In 20 years Oh I know this John rented Kev like bruh Like <laughs> <laughs> Like <clears throat> That shit real And it's just like This is the culmination Of 37 years Of hard ass work And sacrifice And all of that This is just the final product Of like One thing that I've done In the last four years That's like Some amazing shit That people that come from Where I come from Don't get to do Right 
but it's a lot of sacrifice that went into this yeah. shit. You know, I was trying to get the car the prior year, right? And that shit went haywire, and I had to sit back, reassess. Because you was gonna get a, a gray one, silver. Yeah, yeah. And I had to t- sit. Was back. it silver? It was. Uh, it, I looked at a, it. Was a couple different. I remember ones. one you you showed me with, for sure. Were you like this is the one? It was silver. Yeah. I remember that. So it's like I had to I had to sit back, suck it up, and realize like, yeah, you doing good, but you don't quite have enough money yet, right? To where it's like when I at the time when I got my car, I could have bought my car cash, yeah. and I would have had a considerable amount of money left. Like because I fucking locked in for a fucking year straight and did the work and increased my financial portfolio, increased my fucking credit like threefold, and I was in a position to where it's like, all right, yeah, now you can have this car and you deserve it. And at the end of the day, life gonna give you shit. At times when you deserve it and when you can handle it, and now I don't even think about it. My car note been paid three months in advance. Ain't that crazy? Since that's, that, fucking that, that, since that's, May. That's a good quote. Life gonna give you shit when you deserve it and when you can handle it. That's real. Because the last thing you want is some shit you can't handle. Like and then you, and now you drown in every month trying to figure it out. Rick Ross is uh, the, uh, the real Rick Ross is on a, uh, doing a, another interview series with Vlad right now, and he talks about when he was coming home from jail and his mom had took out one of them crazy adjustable mortgages and all this old shit. So he coming home, he fresh home. She didn't already blew all of the the money that she got from readjusting the mortgage. Mm-hmm. The mortgage is thirty five hundred now. So he's like, I'm fresh out of jail, trying to figure out how I'm gonna pay this thirty five hundred every month and also not step back into the old life that I was living get my ass sent back get my ass violated or sent back to jail he's like i got this financial burden hanging over me every month he said the best thing that could have happened to me was us losing that house he said because now we got put in an apartment my homeboy had a, a apartment complex he a couple apartment complexes he let me and my mom stay in one of the apartment buildings for a hundred dollars a month he said so now i can breathe Whew, all right i got that 3500 a month off me now i can build from from ground zero and go back up as right. opposed to building from a deficit of negative 3500 every month that I have no idea where it's coming from yeah. and I'm coming out of the penal system. Like, yeah. So it's just like... It's, next thing you know, you're doing a voluntary repo. Hey, <laughs> keys under the floor, Matt. <laughs> right. Come on, get this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, keys under the mat, baby. Both there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so stuff. it's like the number one thing, when people come to me, people come to me all the time ask me for financial advice. First thing I tell them is... Take two to three years and live below your means. You want me to tell the people, honestly, the first rule to like, first thing nowadays, financial advice, get off of the gram. Hey. <laughs> because that, I'm telling you, I watched, like, I think it was Lil Duval was like, when's the last time you bought some shit that wasn't influenced by this motherfucker? Right. Where it was like, you bought it and just kind of just put it up in the closet. You didn't have to show nobody. You didn't have to post no stupid shit on the story. And I thought about it even with me. Like, I got into a habit of like, Posting my sneakers all the time on my story right. and be like, and I realized in the last couple of months, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do that. I remember a time when I know I got more <laughs> sneakers than you, motherfuckers. I don't need to see your sneakers. I, I don't, I don't need to see this. I, shit. I remember a time when Instagram was all like sneakers and like lifestyle stuff and watches, and it wasn't like no pressure attached to it. it was just that's what people were on there for. Like, right. and people would have like Instagrams with followers, and it was just sneakers or just vacations or whatever the fuck. And it wasn't like they was trying to stunt or whatever. It's just like this is a a digital library of photographs. I, I remember vividly one of my my favorite motherfuckers was I wear my kicks. Remember him? Yep. From New York and shit. Yeah. I think it was from New York. Yeah. Cool ass nigga. And he would do the sneakers on the steps and all the wild ass colors and lights, and it'd be like that wasn't stunting. It was just like I got I, I wear my kicks. Right. And I'm passionate about these shoes. Self-explanatory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. He listened like, to the show. I, I still talk to him. Okay. I knew he was like fucking with cars and shit. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. Like and it was like yeah. Like I I 
I wear my kicks, nigga. They're like, this is it. And it was like, yeah, he was one of my favorite sneaker motherfuckers. And it didn't feel like a, yeah, y'all niggas ain't got these, you ain't got these pigeon joints. And it just like, no, we just, we like sneaks and we right. talk sneaks. And it was like, that was what it was. And it's like somewhere along the lines, it became like an inferiority that people kind of got sucked into when Definitely. it came to like just everything, even down to like restaurants and Scarfs, you just any fucking <laughs> thing, motherfucker, could find that yep. they got that other people don't got. I, it's niggas started doing it with colognes, and it's just yeah. like, bro, cologne is three hundred bucks, maybe nine hundred if you floor it. It's like, but you can get a decent cologne for two hundred dollars. It's like we don't have to act like this with colognes. We don't have to act like this with like chickens. <laughs> nigga get some halal chicken <laughs> Tell y'all, y'all ain't eating like this. Yeah, it's chicken better. Than, like that's where. The Instagram yeah, went. It became a whole community of people trying to create this aura that they're doing some shit that the next person is not doing right. and not participating in. Old Audemars. Like the Audemars, eight years old. Right. Yeah, y'all ain't got the. the no, with, 18 years old. Dog. It, it's just. The, the Audemars about to graduate from high school <laughs> and go to college. <laughs> it's not vintage, it's just old. Yo, it just became a community of just nonsense when it just all the way around the board. Like. Y'all don't got this. Y'all don't got that. Y'all can't do this. Y'all can't right. be here. Y'all can't do like y'all can't travel. Like y'all can't. Y'all 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 Cause her friends got Benzes for the right. birthday. It was all over the gram, sitting on the Benz and doing, and it's just all of it. It's like just, I'm a loser. My life is over. Yeah. And it's like, what if I told you that your life is a series of moments, and that at any given moment, like it could, it's okay. It'll be all right. I got a homie, one of my men's. I ain't gonna say his name because he don't, he don't like all that shit. But I, I, I work with him. Cool as shit. Don't got no social media. None. Got a better life than just about everybody you know. 800 credit score, doing this thing, going vacation. Like, you, yeah, like, just great life. And I watch people who don't have that flex. Right. Just, I'm talking about <laughs> Hulk Hogan status all day long. Craziest shit ever, right? Before we go into the next joint. My homie the other day, remain nameless, because I know he listens to the show, just comes out of left field the other day, was like, um, Yes, I'm done with black women. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this should be good. <laughs> I'm like, stretch, I, I, I know this should this be gonna good. This going to be good. What, what's up? He was like, yo, like, you wasn't bullshitting, yo. Like, social media really has a negative effect on our people. To where, like, even the thought process behind it is fucked up. So I'm like, well, it, expound. Go on. <laughs> oh, enlighten me, great Negro Domus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Negro Papadakis <laughs> over here. Tell me more. So he was like, no, nah, yo, real shit. He was like, he had deleted all of his social media, social media or whatever. And he was like, I went out on a, a date with a with a black chick. You know what I'm saying? And like, we, you know, at the table eating, whatever, whatever. And she was like taking pictures of the, of the food, like taking pictures of the food then taking pictures of the drinks or whatever, whatever. And he's like, I could see her doing the filter where the, the drink is like icy. <laughs> You like diamonds and neon. No, you know how they do the filter where it's like sparkles and shit going on. He's like, I can see her putting the fucking, you know, the VS2 filter on the on the on the drink and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, like he's I made the joke, like, oh, you getting it in, you know what I'm saying? For the for the gram, whatever. She was like, 
Yeah, she was like, you know, I'll post pictures or whatever, you know, because people be like, uh, she's like, I'm a, I'm a foodie or whatever, whatever. And he's like, this ain't no foodie. Yeah, goddamn foodie. <laughs> no goddamn foodie. <laughs> goddamn chicken. But he was, they don't know you at Philly, Mag. What are <laughs> yeah, you talking about? Talking I'm a about. foodie. But she was like, um, damn, I ain't even like, what is your gram or whatever? And he was like, oh, I don't got none of that shit. And she was like, you never had like no social media. He's like, no, I had it, but I deleted all that shit. And she was like, oh, what you got, something going on? And he was like, what you mean? And she was like, what you, your, your baby mama doing? Like, what, what you trying to hide a kid or something? And he was just like, nah, like I just, right. you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, they'll assume you're a weirdo if you don't and have And he was like, media. yo, this shit went on for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I know your, 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 your pulled pork is getting chilly. <laughs> like, it was like, she wouldn't drop it. Like, yeah, like I, I'm shit because she's like you look like one of them niggas. Like you got three, four baby moms, and you know whatever, whatever. They they be they be doing the most on the gram, and then he like, no, I, I just, I, he's like, I don't even got a kid. <laughs> so the fact that I got a baby mom now is just crazy as shit. Like, and he's like, she wouldn't. He's like, bro, to the point where dead ass, I got up and bounced. Yeah, absolutely. he's like, I just was like, yo, look, like you know, enjoy your food. Like you know, he's like, I pay for the meal, whatever, whatever. But he's just like, yeah, I'm out. So he was like, two days later, I went, my homie set me up on a date. He was like, with a, with a white chick. So he was like, badass white bitch, too. He's like, we, they're eating, whatever, whatever. The social media shit came up. I told her, like, I deleted all my jokes. He's like, bro, she was like, oh, that's cool. Sometimes it's just cool to just disengage and, you know, focus on the real world. It was like, I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He was like, what do you want to say? I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and he was like, yo, like, he was like, it, that fucked me up so much because it's like our people just have like such a negative relationship with social media to where it's like they heighten the good, but then they heighten the absolute most terrible yeah. to the point where it's less like, like we have explained when you're not on social media, yo, you good? Yeah, everything's straight at home. You, right? you know what I'm saying? You're going through something, somebody died. And it's just like, what if, what if I'm alive and well? <laughs> now what? And I just tired of seeing y'all ugly mugs. But he had me dying. I'm not going to his extent, but he had me <laughs> dying with that shit the other day because he was like, "Yo, that shit fucked me up." Because like I told this shit to this white woman, and she just was like, "Oh yeah, that's what's up." Even if she thinking it, she ain't You're fucking right. say like. But he was like, "Dead ass." I was at the table with her, and like I had to bounce. Like, yo, you, she wouldn't shut the fuck. Like, yeah. we couldn't even go on to, like, yo, you know, the Suns is down 3 2. <laughs> you know what I'm what saying? You think like, they're going to pull it out? <laughs> like, we couldn't go to nothing else. Like, so you deleted your, your Facebook too? Like, like, on. Like, so, so, so let me understand. You have no social media. So, like, you have no digital footprint. Like, nobody can contact you. Not even black people meet. You're, so, you're not on any apps. Are you a Christian? You're not on <laughs> You're not Christian? a Christian mingle <laughs> like, either? None of that shit. Yeah, our, I'm just our, our infatuation and reliance, reliance reliance on social media is crazy. The guys mm, from Fresh and Fit. That's the word of the day. Yeah, the, the guys from that's gonna be the title of the show, Reliance. The the guys from Fresh and Fit teach an Instagram course because it is their thought process that you have to have a lit Instagram in order to attract baddies. And I'm like, what are you two <laughs> stupid niggas talking about? 
ah, like, what are you two stupid motherfuckers engaged? Like, what? How is that a course? A course. <laughs> it's on their Patreon. They have an Instagram course, bro. Like, and we can't get y'all to sign up to our Patreon. You gotta take cool pictures, <laughs> take cool pictures, and this and this, and don't use filters and oh. ed- edit and crop your pictures so they all uniform. Yo. It's like. I will beat y'all up. I will come to Miami and beat y'all up. What are you talking about? I hate, I hate it when I would go on Instagram and see those. You ever see those curated where like the Instagram is white? Yeah. With all the little, like the pictures are little with white backgrounds. I'd be like, who the This is ridiculous. How y'all take this much time for this shit, man? Crazy. I saw the worst nigga art on earth today, by the way. Get a load of this. Tell me how fucked up you would feel going into somebody's house and seeing this up on the wall. Nah, yo. Bruh. Bruh. The hypertension highway. Yo. This is the final stop. It's the Popeyes lady, Ronald McDonald, Wendy's, and, and Uncle Dave at a table praying over all their respective meals. A Big Mac, bucket of chicken, a fucking Wendy's nugget jar. <laughs> Just uh. like, yo. You want to know the most fucked up part of this shit is? On the website, it's sold out. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking hate everybody, yo. Like well, hang this shit. right in the liver in the dining room. Uh, but go. Let's get back to where we started. Credit talk with the car now. All right. So I'm trying to buy a car right that now. That was a good deep dive into yes. nothing. <laughs> a good deep dive that took us absolutely nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. <laughs> we already burned an hour of the show just <laughs> on absolutely nothing. This whimsical ass concepts. That was probably good listen though. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the market to buy a car right now. So. I'm looking at cars. First and foremost, car prices, fuck y'all. Like, it's ridiculous right now. Everything, I'm just trying to find like a regular, nice automobile. The thing is, you had to know that the car industry, not even industry, I ain't even gonna say banks. I think it's really just dealerships. It's dealerships, yeah, because the dealership, and I want to get into this, but because the they're in the middle from the manufacturer and the they're, bank, they're a se- whole separate sales channel. So let me kind of walk through this whole thing. Go ahead. Uh-uh. So I'm in the market to buy a car right now. Everything that I've looked at, I've been looking at car and driver, motor trend, all of this shit. Like, what's the best medium size SUV in the class I can find? Number one ranking across the board is the fucking Kia Telluride. Okay, my dad works at Kia, so I'm talking to him. I'm like, "Yo, what are y'all charging for these Kia Telluride?" She's like, "Right now, they're going for 10k over ask. We get roughly 12 to 20 of them a week. 85 percent of them are sold before they even touch the ground here, and the rest of them have deposits on them for a later date when somebody's coming to get the motherfucker." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "There, a, a, a alternate Marvel universe doesn't exist." Where I pay ten thousand over ask for a Kia, mm-hmm. so that's out. So now we're looking at other options. So I've looked at there's a, a twenty twenty two Nissan Pathfinder. They redesigned them. You can go look at one today when I leave here. Uh, they're asking for anywhere between mm-hmm. three to five k above ask <laughs> for them, depending on the dealership you go to. Um, the Hyundai Santa Fe is starting. At forty five thousand for a limited, that ain't even the top of the line model. The calligraphy is fifty one thousand right. dollars. So it's like once you start getting into the fifties and sixties and all that, I'm like, I could just buy a BMW, like right. literally, like. So I found a twenty twenty one X four M package BMW. The only thing I hate about it is that it's white. Mm-hmm. It's actually at a budget car sales uh, location up in Central PA. Okay. 
So they went 59995 Car Gurus says that this is 3800 below market price. I called them. I talked now, to somebody. Now, this isn't the M. This is the 30i with the M package. 40i with the 40 M 40i, okay. Yeah. 59995 has got 7,000 miles on it. So basically, they ran it as a rental for like however many right. fucking months. The car is up for sale. They also have a 2021... Uh, 7 Series at for a great-ass number on that joint, too. And I was like, I don't need to buy a 7 Series. But that's a whole nother yeah. story. So I'm like, yo, I just need something that's, like, nice, got some curb appeal. I can still, if I got to go somewhere or meet, you know, whatever, it's still a decent vehicle, whatever the case may be. I'm not in some, I'm not in a, a 14 Impala. Right. So that's my whole thing. I need yeah. something nice that I can drive every day. Um, I'm gonna get, If I get it, I'm going to get this shit wrapped. So I called, I talked to somebody. We talked about this recently on all the shows. Pick up the phone, call people, ask questions, because assuming shit will fuck you over in the process <laughs> of trying to do business sometimes. Right. Because these dealer markups and all this other shit exists. So I called them, I talked to them, I said, hey, y'all have this car there, right? Is this uh still there? It's still available. Cool. This price that's listed, is that the price? Or if I pay cash, can I get a discount on the car? That's about as good as it gets right now for the car, blah, blah, blah. Five nine 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 five plus tax title blah 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 so roughly about sixty five thousand dollars cool so I start from there that was Thursday I start peering around looking at all these other vehicles everything is ridiculous everything is marked up I ended up at Chapman Nissan down in the auto mall okay. um, you're doing bad I was doing super bad. Damn bad I was just in the I was in the neighborhood it ended up there and I was just like yo I'm right here by the auto mall yeah. let me pull around and this was after hours on Saturday I'm like yo let me pull around and see what they got whatever peer around take a look yeah they got two 2022 Nissan Pathfinders right up front Cool. I jumped the fence. I ain't supposed to, I'm trespassing yeah. at this point. I'm trying to get some shit done. Right. I jumped the fence. They got the fucking all the, you know, they got the buyer's order in the window. So I'm looking. These are SL miles. These not even the platinums. They got uh the fucking uh all of the specs list out, all that shit. Like pretty nice, pretty loaded vehicles. So I'm looking and then you get to the price and it's like 46,750. All right, cool. Normally that's your starting price for negotiation when you buying a car. These motherfuckers have added a dealer markup on the car, each car for five thousand dollars. And it's on the it's the, on the buyer's order. Oh wow! Not and it says not MSRP or the deal or the manufacturer suggested retail price. This is the dealer's price with our markup added to it. So they telling you off rip. We had fifty one and some change. Damn near fifty two thousand. That's the starting negotiation point. Bear in mind. Nissan has a $2,000 incentive on this car. So basically what you're telling me is, fuck you and this manufacturer's incentive. We want $3,000 above that. So this is where it is with the car shit. So I basically gave people like a whole like history lesson on on my Instagram story this weekend uh, surrounding that, the why of this is happening and what's going on. So as we all know, because I've been telling y'all, we've been telling y'all for weeks, the car prices of used cars have jumped. The values mm -hmm. are up. I sold my car, turned a profit. My best friend sold her car, turned a profit. A bunch of people I know that I sent to CarMax and Carvana and all that shit, sold a car, turned a profit. CarMax and Carvana have commercials sell us your car mm -hmm. because there is a car shortage because of there's a microchip shortage a microchip fucking manufacturer burned to the ground and apparently everybody in the whole industry was using this one manufacturer right. extremely stupid and short sighted <laughs> yeah I saw that there wasn't a B factory a C or a D factory this motherfucker burned to the ground so now they're just now getting back up and running so there's this whole microchip shortage that's affecting Mercedes BMW all the fucking car manufacturers on the whole <laughs> so <clears throat> 
a lot of times people are conditioned to think like when they pull up to Mercedes of Devon or Mercedes of Westchester, whatever, they think that Mercedes set up these sales channels in order to sell you a car. Quite the opposite. These are franchise locations that are set up by independent brokers and dealers that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pay Mercedes or BMW or Porsche a charter fee to be able to be an authorized dealer to sell their cars the same way that Torno and... uh. Sydney Thomas and Govberg pay Rolex a fee in order to be it's an like authorized buying, it's dealer. It's like becoming for a franchise owner for a Wendy's. It's the same fucking process, yeah. but it's with a higher ticket item. Right. Because, you know, you're talking about 50, 60, 80, $200,000 cars, people assume that it's like it's got to be Mercedes going from direct to manufacturer, direct to consumer. And it's like, no. no. FC Kerback, it's really a nigga named FC, FC Kerback. Yeah, that owns this motherfucker. Yeah. So it's like Mercedes don't give a fuck who buys their car. At the end of the day, Mercedes makes money two ways. Well, three ways. Mercedes is the manufacturer. They uh, do the service. Well, actually, like four ways. They do the service on the vehicles, and they issue rebates and all that shit to the dealers. They uh, are a bank, and then they sell you auto parts. So Mercedes has four retail, ch four channels of how they make money. Selling you cars ain't one of them because they don't give a fuck about selling you cars. It was a documentary on the other night. And I'm so mad I forgot the DVR, but it was about how all the the the, the six major car Carl Benz, Maybach, Daimler and Chrysler, Henry Ford, and Rolls Royce. How uh, the guy rolls and how they basically how they all came about and right. shit. And it was actually I started watching like the first 20 minutes of it, and it was like. Benz was on the tip like I can make the most finest most luxurious car out here for the rich and for the wealthy as a status symbol and then Henry Ford was like I feel like the everyday man should have a car so he made a car for $200 right. as opposed to what he was made like it was it's crazy watching it how that shit yeah. really went on but it's really these were people right it just was like yeah <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna just like Chrysler was a nigga it was just like yeah, yeah man I'm done fucking these hoes I'm gonna build these cars yeah it was like people that came that had this divine intervention came up with these fucking ideas and they put they were innovators at the time because mm -hmm. the shit didn't exist like that. And they were showing how Henry Ford be created the the uh the assembly line. Right. And basically how before him cars were getting built by hand and they realized like with an assembly line we could produce ten cars in the amount it takes other manufacturers to produce one. And they said Detroit at one time was the richest city in the country. Yeah. Because of Henry Ford's plant and the auto line the assembly line. Yeah. It was crazy. It was a good documentary. But like I said, I only watched the first 25 35 minutes right, of it right. and i completely forgot to just dvr the rest of yeah. the shit so like this our country that. now is peppered with fucking um assembly plants and all it's like like there's here, here there's a there's nissan produces all their cars in tennessee you want to hear some crazy <laughs> shit before henry ford implemented the assembly line before him he's the architect of what is the modern day work day which is nine to, to five, five five days a week 
before him that wasn't a thing. I'm like, how the fuck you just invent work? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm going to need these motherfuckers here for at least eight hours. 40 hours. Like, he created the 40-hour work week, the eight-hour day, the nine-to-five schedule, and it's five days on, two days off. And the assembly line. And the assembly line. <laughs> but I'm like, how the fuck you just invent work? <laughs> like, I ain't have to go to work. Like, I got to be at work at nine. That shit wasn't a yeah. thing before Henry. So work prior to him was just like, and then when I you, be there when I be there. And when you pull up, and then when you finish, you know, just slide. <laughs> just, just go home. <laughs> like Henry Ford straight created the modern day work schedule. That's nuts. I'm like, that's wild as shit. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So, so yeah, so Mercedes, Porsche, et cetera, don't give a fuck who buys their cars because they're not a part of the retail process or the retail experience. <laughs> they do vet who, you know, signs up for their charters and this and this, and they care about that part of it. But it's like they want people to be a good representation of them. But at the same token, like it doesn't matter if fucking uh, IG Burton sells 500 Mercedes or sells 200. Mercedes still fucking going to make their money regardless because they get paid off of the fucking allotment and right. how many cars they produce. So they don't give a fuck about that shit. So, so that's that part of it. So now it's like a point where it's like all of these car values are up and all of that shit. And now in order to swing the pendulum back into their into their direction car may in fact car dealerships have decided like oh supply and demand the car supply is down so we can charge more because the demand is high so we're going to mark up everything like and that's literally the decision that they've made as an industry it ain't one or two dealerships yeah i mean you, you i said it the other day when you brought it because me and you were actually talking about the shit uh my homie just bought his mama car and it was like yo they told him one price and it was like oh that's if you finance here yeah and it was like, oh, you got your own financing? It's like like smart niggas do. It's like, <laughs> uh, well, no, that's the price for here. Yeah, that's our finance <clears throat> price. And he was like, well, come on. Y'all told me the one price was was like, why the fuck would it be something else? And it's just like, that's how goofy these motherfuckers yeah. have gotten. And you had to know it was going to happen because what happened was, I didn't see your IG story, but I'm sure you was going into the fact that where people was like, I can get out of my used car for more money than what it's worth. And just go getting some new Let's shit. Go get some new shit. So the new shit, like we say, Trackhawks can't get them. Demons, good luck. Yeah. Uh, SRTs, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But you, got, you might got to go to like Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. You know what I'm saying? To go get one. So it's like they kind of realize like, yo, we got nothing on the shelf as is. So as the new cars are coming in, yo, put an extra three grand on yeah. that. We got 30 cars coming in, extra three grand, nigga. That's a mean, nigga. We have a pizza party. And, you know. <laughs> my, my pop works at Scott Kidd. My pop just took a job. He was, uh, you know, he was he was out of work for the better part of like a year and a half or whatever like that with the pandemic and everything. He just took a job at Scott Kia. So he's selling cars at Scott mm -hmm. Kia. Y'all want to buy a Kia or something pre-owned? Go see my dad, Stacy Brogenbaugh, uh, Scott Kia. So um, in Springfield. So he said that they had a Kia Stinger and he said the list price on it was like 58 and some change. It was like a GT3, the most loaded one you can get. They put this shit on the showroom floor. They had the price listed at 58 and some change. He said the sales manager came in, took the fucking joint off, and flipped all the numbers 66995. That's the that's the price somebody wanted this motherfucker. So it's like, excuse me? Like, this is not a Porsche. This is not BMW. This is not BMW. This is not a Mercedes. This is not even like a, a Lexus F Sport, which are beautiful fucking cars. Mm -hmm. Like this is a Kia Stinger. We went eight thousand above above ass. Now the reason why 
this markup shit is so bad for the consumer is because you're never going to be able to recoup that money. No. Because the whole thing is the, when the market corrects itself and oh it will yeah. because I worked in the auto industry in 2008 when shit was fucked up. The market will correct itself. Like if that Kia Stinger is on the showroom floor for 58,000, the second you sign your name and hit engine start, it's not worth 58,000 no more. So you paying sixty six thousand <laughs> is crazy as shit because whereas that car is worth fifty eight next year it's gonna be worth forty six, you paying eight thousand over yeah. you didn't just lose twelve thousand in the first year you lost a dub right and like that's nuts. So it's that so that's the sort of shit that's going on. So like I, cars depreciate They're just instantly unless you got a seventy <laughs> Chevelle four fifty four. Yeah. No. Instantly. So it's like so I talked to a dealer in Virginia yesterday about another Pathfinder. I called him, I said, hey, y'all got this price listed for this Platinum Pathfinder, $50,240. Is that the price? He's like, oh, well, that's the listed price. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, that's the that's the, the manufacturer's suggested retail. I know what MSRP means, bro. What's the price of the car? Oh, I said, because I've been seeing them up here in PA as much as, I shouldn't have said this, but I was like, as much as 5000 over asking. He's like, oh, my market ain't as bad as that. My drone is 2995 And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Because if I would have said it was 3000 he might have said it was 1500 So because I said five, oh, it's only, three, I mean, what the fuck, man? He's like, uh... You want me to send you something? I say, I say, I'm, well, I'm interested in leasing a car. He's like, so once I told him that I wanted to lease the shit, whew, he shrunk. Because when you're writing the lease and you sending it to Nissan. You got to tell him. You got to tell him what the fuck you doing. So y'all send enough of these in for leases and shit like that. They're going to be like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing down there? Like, That was going to be my joint I was going to say. I was like, is this for financing or is this for leasing? Because if you lease the car, can they still hit you for the markup? Not that same, not the same egregious markup. And that's what I was going to say. I'm like, the way to kind of get around this going forward is if you're getting new cars. Yeah. Is you just lease the shit. Yeah. It's going to almost like force the whole country to have to do that shit. Yep. Yeah. All you need is a 620 credit score to lease at most dealerships. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all you need. And then whatever docs you need. But if you 700 plus, it's sign and drive, no docs. It, so, it's just the, the fact that you, you know, you had to be conscious of your mileage. Exactly. And that's the part people don't like. So I've had so I so over the last three days I've had people writing me out leases, fifteen k a year leases or whatever, and sending them to me. And what's crazy is even though the car market is up, they're being real conservative with these residuals so that they can still try to fuck you on the lease. Like meaning like, all right. So say if um like a Nissan Pathfinder, twenty twenty two Pathfinder, because it's twenty one right now. We're halfway right. through twenty one. So I'm six months ahead of the model year. The act. I'm in the model year. I'm six months ahead of the actual year. Right. So when I sell my car, it's going to be twenty twenty four, but I'm gonna have a twenty twenty two. So model year, I'm only two years behind, even though it's three years old. That car is supposed to be worth more because of that. Right. How do I know this? I worked in auto leasing, fucking commercial fleet leasing for fucking three years. So that car is technically supposed to be worth more than if, if I had a 21 and 24 with the same mileage and all things okay. being considered. What they're doing is they're writing the residuals lower to where they can make money on the front end with the markup and on throughout the, the yeah. course with the fucking finance and then on the back end when you sell it back to them, it's still eight to twelve thousand dollars in wiggle room on the back end for when they put it back out for sale right so that's how they get they like they literally get you throughout the process so i touched on this on my ig story the whole 
concept of dealer markup is so fucked up because there's already hidden money that exists when you're buying a car to begin with. All the time. There's manufacturer rebates that they don't disclose that they get for buying a certain amount of cars from the manufacturer. There's something called holdback, which is hidden money that can be anywhere between 1% to 3% of the value of the car. So anywhere, back in the day when I was doing car leasing, it was usually on average about 1400 per car in holdback that existed in there that's hidden money that's written up that doesn't even you don't even see it it doesn't even go in the buyer's order you want to tell me the 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 funniest shit the guy told me at the lexus dealership when i got my car no bullshit i came in i saw the car i knew it was the car i wanted yeah i knew it was the color i wanted the interior i wanted i knew that so of course i went to my credit union boom 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 got the check okay so i i come to him and i'm like look man where are you on this price you know what i'm saying he told me it was like, ah, oh, that's that's pretty firm. That's that's it's as firm as it could get. And I was like, you can't, we can't do nothing on the price. He was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, <clears throat> we're losing money selling it at that price. And I'm like, no, you're not. All right, I'm, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just was like, I'm out. He's like, well, where were you going? And I'm just like, you're not lo- You 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 can't possibly be losing money selling it at that price because. Why the fuck are you selling it? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? That's like I'm selling a pair of sneakers that I bought for $200. And I'm like, yo, I'm selling them for, for, for 180 And then you should pull up. Oh, no, in fact, I'm selling them for 280 And you pull up and you like, I give you, I give you 275 I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing. But- <laughs> I'm losing. It's an arbitrary price that you set. I'm losing at the 280 <laughs> How? When I saw you spend $200 for them. That's besides the point. Yeah, you 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 getting too specific. Do you know that I got that car for twenty one hundred dollars less than what it was? Of course you for? did. Even though they were losing money. Yeah. At the thirty one that it was <laughs> sitting there for. And I I just was like, y'all are ridiculous. It's like if y'all don't sell this car, at some point you will be losing money. If this motherfucker just sits here and sits mind here you, and nobody I, mind buys you, it, mind you, I went on there and saw that the car had been sitting on the lot for fifty two days. So it's at like at some point it's time to play. Let's make a deal. The car is literally taking up fucking square footage on your car lot. Sell me the car. I want to buy the car. I like the car. I have a check. I have a check. I want to take the car home. Do you not want to sell the car because you want to play these stupid games? <laughs> Remember Martin Exhibit A? Like, <laughs> like, I have a check. Like, so, yeah. So, the whole thing of, like, you know, of, of putting a markup on top of the car to begin with is basically, it's just a rich getting richer thing. And it's basically the dealership's revenge for having to play fair ball and sell people cars for below MSRP all last year because we were in a fucking financial crisis in a pandemic and they didn't know what was going to happen so they was doing shit like giving people triple net half a hold back all of that shit on leases and stuff like that like please take this maserati straight told us like listen zero percent finance for 60 months (laughs) do you want to do you want a maserati (laughs) you maserati man (laughs) let's make it official baby like that shit was crazy zero percent finance for 60 months like they was doing shit like that last year and you know because i'm gonna keep it a buck with you wait till the next lockdown Oh yeah! Like wait till we come out of this next one. I'm getting a G wag. I'm getting a castle. <laughs> I'm getting a moat. Like dog. Like we come out of this next lockdown, dog. You gonna be able to get whatever you want for seven thousand dollars? Super low. Cause ain't no money going out during this next. Like how much I, you want? Seven thousand? I got forty six hundred. Me and Rob right talking there. about it the other day. This next lockdown ain't no money going out. I don't think so. No. And not like this last one. 
They gonna lock this shit down. Once Biden came through and continued the same Trump that shit that Trump was doing, I was like, oh, this this shit serious. <laughs> but you know they start cutting motherfuckers PUA off. I'm about to tell you. <clears throat> Starting Sunday for the unemployment, you gotta provide that you looking for job. They need two sources, two two sources of you actually trying to get a job. Starting Sunday for the unemployment. That's crazy. Crazy. Where are you applying to? Because shit's hiring all over the place. You got to show them that you're trying to get a job. Hey. Crazy. So, yeah. Did we come out of this next lockdown, though? I'm I'm probably going to get a castle and a dragon. Because <laughs> it's just it's, it's going to be shit. Everything's for sale. Mateus Targaryen. <laughs> I actually got the... Uh, the um, Winter is Coming, uh, Game of Thrones, Adidas, the Ultra yeah. Boost, the White and uh, Blooms. I actually got them Jones. So, yeah, so the car market is shot right now. If you identify something that you like that's a fair price and you can confirm the number by talking to a human being on the other end of the line, buy the motherfucker. Do not wait because the little bit of deals that's out there that do exist, they're not going to last long. People are going to buy these fucking cars up. I'm going to tell you what you got to do, too, honestly. Look into private sellers. You'll be able to get a deal. Right. But going through major dealerships where they took that loss last year. And like I said, you had to know it was coming with what was happening with the used car market. Yeah. So, random, have you seen the new Grand Cherokees? The L. I was looking at them yesterday. I don't like them. They're like the interior, beautiful. The exterior is like, this shit is oaky as fuck. It looks like a Wagoneer. It looks like the old school Wagoneer. I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling this joke. Yeah, I was looking at them yesterday. I took a bunch of pictures. Again, I was down the auto mall again, slumming. Doing bad. <laughs> doing bad. Doing bad doing on a bad. Sunday. Jump the fence. Oh, I don't even got to jump the fence there. You just walk through the whole uh, poles and just, I'm taking pictures. I'm damn near in the car. Like the, the signs for a lot of the Jones down there ain't even signs, they tarps. <laughs> Like, it ain't like real live <laughs> hanging up structures. We might not be here in six months. <laughs> yeah, it's a pinned up turf. <laughs> I knew it was bad down there when the biggest dealership turned into a rental car spot. That's when I was just like, yeah. Wait, it's a rat. Auto Mall doing bad. Yeah, down there. Meisner went all the way out of business. Honda's still holding on down there, though. Yeah, Honda is holding on. Honda got a big drone. And Ford holding on, too. Pacifico, they holding on and yeah. shit. My homie used to work there and shit. Pacifico holding on. But all they the don't all, have shit on their lot right now. Yeah, all that shit in the middle got kind of <laughs> sketchy. It's a it's a buy here, pay here over there. It's a um, we buy any car over there. Like, it's, it's real sketchy in the middle of that shit now. But Yeah, the auto mall ain't what it was. But, um, but yeah, like, so a couple, maybe like two months ago, I was looking in. I was going to buy a GLC. Uh... They had a GLC at my dealership at IG Burton down in Delaware. They had a GLC 63 SUV, not the coupe version. And it was like uh, 77000 was the MSRP. They had been sitting on it for a while. And they was like, and, and my man was telling me, he was like, yo, we, we ain't doing no more discounts. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you're going to be able to get no money on that shit. Blah, blah, blah. He went to the sales manager and said, sales manager said, oh, it's the boy that bought the GT. Cool. Tell him uh, 7000 off. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they, just, they just magically took seven grand off. So it's like, so imagine how much profit is built into that car in that example. Of course. Of and course. then they turned around and sold it to somebody and didn't give them the 7000 off. Yeah. They just sold it to them for uh, probably MSRP or maybe two grand minus. So they probably made fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars off of that car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's obscene amounts of money in uh, the auto industry for retail selling cars and shit. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get more. And more yeah. So ridiculous. I'm trying to buy a car this week. I had my uh, cousin that works at uh, Delaware Cadillac. Uh, 
Uh, shout out my cousin Baby J James My cousin ba- Baby J Work at uh, Delaware Cadillac And he said They don't have shit On the lot He said that he's Already made A substantial amount of Like an ass kicking Amount of money Halfway through the year And only thing They have on the lot Are some pre-owned Bullshit Two UCT6s And the XT6 SUV So I said Alright cool Let me look at the XT6 I like them The XT6 $67,000 Oh the new Escalator Bean So I could imagine That thing $67,000 Escalades are 15000 over A Bean If you can get them Yeah They they started like 92 Jones yeah. is like 108 yeah. I, saw, I saw one the other day 106 brand new Yeah Shit is nuts right now mm-hmm. So it's like so you Bad know yeah shout out to all my family that's kicking ass and making money right now as a result of it but yeah. consumers buckle up because it's going to get worse all right we got to discuss this man we do we got to discuss this um i saw a lot of back and forth about this i didn't get into any of the arguments any of the discussions <laughs> i stayed away from it i stayed out of it um as always defund versus that's <laughs> for, for first certain. and foremost all right can i can i talk a little bit about this real quick the floor I is yours. Can't, I can't speak for you. I can't speak for Vince and John. Everybody else is here. I can't speak for my family members. I'm speaking for myself. <clears throat> here we are again in verses where the competition doesn't make sense. Are you with me? Yes. The locks versus dipset, diplomatic, you know. Immunity guys, the dipset. Diplomatic immunity guys. I can't. I, in my, if I had to like, like think, okay, group rap versus, I would more so say the locks versus state property. Absolutely. And maybe like dipset versus like G unit. Yeah, if Fifty would speak to them dirty niggas, like <laughs> it, it, it should be d- d- dipset versus G unit. Right. So I'm explaining it to my homie the other day, and I'm like, this is where I'm at when I just look at the grand scheme of Dipset versus the Locks. Jada and Styles are the best powerhouse rap duo maybe ever. Correct. Jadakiss had a very good career. I think Styles actually has the best solo album to come from their group and Gangsta and the Gentleman. They put up classic material, classic freestyles. They were on Benjamins. You know what I'm saying? They they have they were on Honey with Mariah. They the, the Locks is the Locks. To me, they're one of, if not arguably, the best rap group ever. I fucks with Styles. I fucks with Kiss, even Sheik Looch. To me, they're just too much of a powerhouse. So with that being said, I got Dipset winning. 13-7. I'm waiting for it. Like, I know it's coming. I was saying it to my homie the other day, and he was like, what? You really got that? I'm like, man, I'm like, yo, listen. Dipset is going to power wash. I'm like... This this is just the 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 out the outside. Not even going super deep into it. Jada and Cam. Cam's a better artist than Jada. Jada's a better bar rapper, right. but Cameron is an artist. Cameron had all you dirty niggas wearing pink. That's artistry. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> that pink range and them pink phones that was going off. Cam really sold y'all on wearing pink. Nike sold all, us pink phone pauses because all of All the time. <laughs> Cameron really, really sold his artistry in like his imagery, the verbiage, the lingo, the talking. He's the lifestyle. A, the lifestyle. He's a far better artist than what Jadakiss is. It just is what it is. Jim Jones is a better artist. He's not a better rapper than Styles. Right. He's a better artist. He sold vamp life, the tight jeans, the fucking motorcycle chains. It, like, Antique denim. 
Yeah. Affliction. Like, the, the Mark Buchanan <laughs> denim. <laughs> right. When it boils down to it, I'm like, yo, I said it. I've said it today on Twitter just because it was the first time I commented on it. I'm like, Joel Santana, for me personally, if I had to write down my top 10 favorite catalogs of an artist, Jewels might go in there. So I'm telling my, my homie, like, you, you tweet. I'm like, dog, Joel Santana is one of those very few rappers where it's not many of them who's like him, where he has a substantial amount of street anthems and a substantial amount of radio hit and records. billboard hit records. And he was like, how do you figure? I'm like, dog, he has crunk music. He has Dipset Anthem. He has dip, dip Dipset Santana's Town. I'm like, he has real life he street. He has clockwork. I'm like, he has street, like, <laughs> powerful records. I'm like, then on the flip side, he has Mike Check 1212. He has Run It with Chris Brown. He has Oh Boy, Hey Ma. He has fucking, uh, what's the other big joint I'm thinking about? Um, Lord, it's right there. Oh, the whistle song. The whistle. I'm like, dog. He has yeah. like, he has a real, real distinctive rap career. So when I started like telling my homie, I'm thinking, I mean, he's like, I'm like, he got uh, I love you with Cam. He got my love with Free. I'm like, he got real live like records, and I'm like, that's Jewels. Right. He's the third, the third, third nigga <laughs> on that. And I'm like, yo, like Dipset, they've really got a lot of fucking songs, dog. Here's what I had to say about the matter. And I, I kind of alluded to it on Twitter. I personally was a little more conservative. I had it as 11-9 either way. But my whole issue with the whole talk around it was like that the locks was just going to power wash Dipset. And I'm like, first and foremost, Dipset got 500 songs to pull from. Yeah. 500 that we know. Like, not like, oh, well, I forgot about this. No, they got 500 that we know. Right. So they got a top 50 when you whittle that down. then so, so if they got 500, then they got 50, and then they got 20 between them, what are they? They're going to give most rap groups a rough fucking way I'm to I'm like go. Jim Jones, Joel Santana, and Cameron could all take turns individually yeah, doing they could smashes. Do, they could do five solo from each and then five group Jones, and this it's over. It's a wrap. I got 60 songs right here that I wrote down yesterday. Yeah, like, listen. let me just run through the list. Because I, I kind of went from, like, in order of importance. Hey, Ma, oh, boy. Two of the biggest records in the history of Def Jam Records. So that's off the rip. Uh, Jim Jones, Ballin'. The fucking anthem for the fucking New York Giants that won the goddamn Super Bowl. Shit went like seven times platinum. Santana's Town, Dipset Anthem, Mike Check, I Really Mean It, Down and Out with Kanye West, Summer in Miami with Trey Songs, Losing Weight with Prodigy, What's Really Good, Built This City, I'm Ready, Leave Me Alone, uh, Get Em Girl, Suck It or Not with Lil Wayne, Welcome to New York City with Jay-Z, Certified Gangsters with Game and Bezel, Come Home With Me, Bout It Bout It Part 3 with Master oh. P, Dead or Alive, The Rock featuring Beans and Bleak, we talked about that record a couple weeks ago, the original version of One for Petey Crack, yeah. Dipset Forever, Get It in Ohio, You Gotta Love It with Max B, Reppin' Tom, Weatherman with Lil Wayne, What You Been Drinking On, Sippin' Scissor, G's Up Holds Down with Max B, Crunk Music, Clockwork, The Whistle Song, You Ain't Got Nothing On Me from the Carter Three, Make It Work For You featuring Jeezy from Juel's second solo album, More Than Music, 357 and Horse and Carriage Just For Shits and I, Giggles. I knew you was gonna forget it. They, you, you missed one of their biggest hits. 
pop champagne. I was telling my homie the other day, I'm like, dog, these niggas got smashed records. That was the other Juel Santana song I couldn't think about. I'm like, dog, they got like big ass radio records and they got street anthems. I'm like, and, and for three bonus tracks, I got Run It with Chris Brown, Black Republicans with Juels and Lil Wayne, and Going with or from Kanye West. College I, did, dropout I did album. ask the other day, was like, yo, if they wanted to get spicy, they could did us be like, yo, we bringing Wayne out and do the Black Republicans freestyle. <laughs> I'm like, real shit. I'm like, that's how much music. And I was, we had the conversation. It was like, is it like a DMX uh, Snoop Dogg battle where it's like you're talking about legacy versus super highs from a short period of time? Because he was like, the locks to me is like a legacy thing. And I'm like, but here's the catch in that. The diplomats go back to that time period too. Two, exactly. Because while the locks blew up in 96, 97 with Money, Power, Respect, Cam had horse and carriage. I think Cam might have had horse and carriage first. Right. Like that shit with Mace. Think about it. Biggie wanted to sign Cam. Cam right. And he told Un, make sure you get some so deal like right with Cam my man. music go back to that time period with horse yeah. and carriage, 357, all that Confessions of Fire shit. So I'm just like, they got music from back <laughs> right. then too. And then you fast forward where it's like, where the locks had their like super high, probably like around We Are The Streets, what was Kiss first album? 01, Kiss, Kiss the, the Gang, Gang Goodbye, 01, and then yeah. uh, Gangsta and the Gentleman was 02, 02, 02, 02 03. That was I Get High and shit like that. Yeah. Like, that was their high. It's like Cam and them still were ascending to the point where in 03, Cam touched down on a rock and went platinum. Yeah, he was just getting started, like, really. Like, Cam touched down, went platinum. Purple Haze hit and went platinum. Then he put Jewels on. Like I said, Jewels hit. He got a number one record with Chris Brown. <laughs> like, Chris Brown got two number ones in his career. Only two. Yeah. A song with T-Pain and, and a, a song, song with, with Juel Santana. <laughs> then Juel's is on Oh Boy, the biggest radio record in Def Jam history up until Rihanna's Umbrella. Yeah. Hey Ma, Juel's again, the fourth biggest song in Def Jam radio history. Then he's on uh, Pop Champagne. That's a number one record. And it's just like, yeah, Juel's literally was throwing out tracks. That fucking Santana's Town, that Dipset Anthem. You want, my, I tell you, my favorite Juel Santana song is Santana Part 2. From the diplomat that uh yeah. Santana, that was my <laughs> shit. So it's like he just got so many of those where it's just like, Jesus Christ. Then like you said, when you talk about Jim Jones, when you talking about Summer in Miami's and G's Up Hose Down and all of these different records, then all of this shit they did together, like get 'em daddy and uh get 'em girls and all <laughs> like it, it they the dipset put out a lot of fucking music. And I'm like Y'all tend to do it a lot. And I love I love kissing styles. But I think that we really, really will like take their freestyles and, and because equate them to songs. Equate them to songs where it's like, oh, the freestyles were so good. Like Lil Wayne, his freestyles were so good, but when it was record time, it was record time. Right. And I'm putting out big smash and he records. Elevated. And he elevated every time. Wiz Khalifa was like that too. And not to say he's like some super rapper, but when you hear Kush and OJ and then you hear Black and Yellow, you hear a clear elevation of somebody that's an album mode versus a nigga that's making a dope mixtape. Right. And it's like kissing styles and then where it's like they freestyles were so great. You talk about um, somebody's getting robbed at this party or um, uh, what was the fab joint? Keeping it gangsta and all of them joints. They, they freestyles were nuts. But then when it was like album time, I say it all the time. Styles Gangsta and the Gentleman is better than every one of Kiss albums. Every last just one. Just like just by by far. But the thing is, ain't nothing but like two, three songs from that album even getting played in this verse. No, on this verse, it's, it's it. only I get high. That's it. <laughs> That's it. 
That's only. And it. I was explaining that to, uh, to to Ab yesterday. He wanted to, he he decided he wanted to take the the uh, the locks position. And I'm just like, bro. First and foremost, I do this professionally. Like, not to be a jackass about it. I do this shit professionally at a very high level. And I'm right way more times than I'm wrong. He's like, well, you was wrong before. I said, bro, I was wrong one time about the Nelly and Luda shit, and that's what I did. I came on here and I owned my wrong. I said, but what about the seventy-two thousand times I was right about shit on this podcast as far as predictions and this and this and this so it's like so if you want to focus on the one time i was wrong versus the seventy-two thousand times i was right you're entitled to do that but you look like a fucking jackass and those records that you think people care about new yorkers don't care about and when they get in front of that msg crowd y'all gonna be surprised how people react to these dipset records versus them lox records. i think there's a there's a love for what it's yo, you know what record you forgot that you didn't mention on that? I really mean it. Oh my! I mentioned it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Dog, it's certain records that they got that it's just they like they got ten off that first Diplomats double album that's just like gotta get played. The joint with the Coming to America sample. Um, ah, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, was it the Champ is here? No. Remember when J- Joffy Joe Fur was pulling up in New York? That shit. What's really good? What's really good? Like they, they it's just so much powerful dipset music. Yeah, I had that on the list. It was really good. It's yeah. like, yo, there's like a love for them. They just had a Kith collection that was centered around them. Recently, like there's a love for like because of the way they fell out and the way it like you like damn to see Cam with Freaky Ziki with Jewels with Jim Jones is just like they they was everybody's favorites. Yes, at one, like I, I was my man my man Z shout out Z like he was saying like yo like there was one point where it was like man I was only giving a fuck about Dipset music and he's like I was never like that for the locks. Yeah, I like the locks. But it was, he, it I was guess everybody favorites, including the rappers. Little Wayne was the best rapper alive, and he was running behind what they was doing to a certain extent. You remember that little moment where Jewels was like on Khaled Records, and yes. like Wayne was taking him ever like you know, like even Drake like leg hanging out the Phantom. I feel like Jewel Santana like that, that. It was that that level of influence they have and impact they had is undeniable. Yeah. You, that shit was a real movement. Niggas I was said, wearing listen. bandanas and them crazy Mark Buchanan leathers. Niggas and all was that wearing shit. big pink T-shirts, man. I can't get over that enough. Cam had y'all dirty niggas in pink. Like we ain't we ain't gonna never front on Cam and Dipset, yo. Listen. Like never. When this album hit, I was playing this shit every fucking day. Every day. All these records. Right. From the third member. Like, dog. Let's go. 
they had so much shit that they were just flooding the streets with where it was just like, uh, where the fuck did these niggas come from? Literally lived in the studio. Like, dog, somebody posted the other day, was like, what the fuck Locks gonna do when they play this? And it was the white ball the me, doing, the the, doing the video. That <laughs> <laughs> shit, like, dog. Like, Jewel's, I, I, that From Me To You album, I played that shit a lot. Probably too much. I think I think it's a situation where people forgot, like, just how, number one, how deep the catalog is and how impactful the catalog is. Because these is not bullshit records. No. These is records that stood the test of time, especially when you talk about New York going uptown to fucking Harlem and the Bronx and all of that shit. Like, them records still ring off. Yeah. To this day, and that MSG crowd is not going—they not going to be feeling some of them locked records. And guess what? As much as y'all love Jada and Kiss on band from TV, they can't play it. You know why? Because Cam is on it. Mm. <laughs> so let's go ahead and throw that out the fucking uh, discography for uh, something that we're going to drop during this verse. You can't play it. I said the other day, I'm like, yo, you got Cam and Jada on Never Scared remix. Can't play that. I'm like Fantastic <laughs> Four. Cam had the best verse on there with Jada on the joint. Can't play that. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I guess it's because of the antics, the pink car, the, 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 the sex pills, the shit with the neighbor. Right. That people just the shit with the neighbor. <laughs> that people just don't respect Cam for his like ability. Cam has one of the probably three to five best discographies of anybody like, from New I'm York. I'm not exaggerating, dog. There are days where I put Cam in my top ten. I've done that before. Yeah. I told you that 10th spot is just reserved to who I'm feeling the most because the other nine really don't move. But I've said on different times, we're like, man, I think Cam the best rapper ever. Not ever, but in the, in right. the top, like, he one of the best rappers ever. Just because it's like he really was that fucking good. You listen to Confessions of Fire and SDE, Cam was rapping circles around right. <laughs> Even recently, remember he did that freestyle? We yeah. was out. Cam Even just, if I don't come, I send my calls to the yeah. cookout. Like, this is in 2021. <laughs> And Cam's always gonna be that dude. That just that boy where he can he knows how to sell himself. And I just think about like them in songs where it's like as good as a rapper, as good of a rapper as Kiss is, he would get in songs and almost like lose himself. Yeah. Like he'd be doing a song with Carl Thomas or doing a song with this person or doing a song with Mariah. And, the hawk come do, out. <laughs> and it's just it it don't really adapt to it. It's just the hawk and, and niggas dying. You know what I'm saying? I get it fucked up. Kiss is one of the best at that shit. Probably the best. Yes. I say it all the time. That the freestyle he did where he was coming at beans, not the the actual this, the Joan before. That's some of the best rapping I ever heard in my life. The Joan where he was like, these niggas got platinum mouths and gold hearts. Like yeah. Kiss is phenomenal. But when it comes to artistry of making music, Dipset, what they did in their time span, they created an entire like world. Yes. Like how we talk about Game of Thrones, like world building. My bad. Yeah, Dipset did a lot of world building. Absolutely. Like they made like Harlem World, no <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> right. was a th like they created the entire imagery that is Harlem. New York right. rap and they and they took that shit global. They 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 held that scene the fuck down. Like the old boy video, just the way they did it, it just the imagery was everything. And them records was huge. And that my thing is they don't just have 
pop records. Like we, that's why I was like, it's not to me like a Nelly Luda situation where no. you're talking about like crossover records versus like a serious underground yeah, feature. Because Dipset record. check every box. I knew Luda was going to win that battle solely because I know Luda has so many features that right. mattered along his road. Where it's like he's on Welcome to Atlanta. He's on Made You Look. He's on Oh with Sierra. He's I I knew that that Nelly. He has Here I Am. I'm like I know with them records that he can't hang with him. Yeah. But Dipset. They got radio records that the locks don't have. And if you want to go super gully and super street, nigga, we got all of them joints. Yeah. When they play that uh, dip, dip set, set, when they play that shit in MSG. That shit going to be shaking. I remember when they did it at the Hip Hop Awards when all of them, we was like, um, uh, what was the line? Um, like Kurt Cobain was hit. Get, get, get. And the, everybody <laughs> bounced in the joint. That crowd's gonna be rocking, man. Yeah. Dipset anthem, come on! Don't let all these niggas start doing <laughs> that. Show. I'm like, man, listen, y'all can pack this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it ain't gonna go how how, how people wanted to go, man. And it's, and I get it. I love the locks. We are the streets. One of my favorite albums of all times. It ain't enough. You need more. Like somebody the other day was like, "Oh, money, power, respect." Like niggas don't respect that album, and I'm like, the reality of it is, they gonna go into this battle. They're playing one song off of that album, and that's money, power, and respect. that's money, power, <laughs> respect. Bitches from Eastwick is not getting played on Cut this the show. Cut the deck with the rest I'm, of that I'm shit. I'm telling you right now, I don't even think they play. If you think I'm jiggy, no, fuck no, I don't think that's so. That's an L. Because if y'all play, if you think I'm jiggy, and they haul off and play, get him, daddy. It's like or mic check. It, it's like. <laughs> Or what's the joint? Um, I'm getting money, nigga. Um, get them, girl. Get like, yeah. They play that shit against, if you think I'm jiggy. They're going to have a long night. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> I have a long night. They haul off and play. Uh, even like uh, like like recognize off of the, the second album. Or what's the joint with Timbo? Um, oh, uh, Ride or Die Chick. Ride or Die Chick. They play I Really Mean It. Get that shit the fuck out. <laughs> like, it's just because they can get as super gully as y'all niggas. And then when it comes to the hit factor, it's not close. Yeah. The only joint y'all like got is, is Benjamin's on that level. Yeah. Where it's like we talking about like a big smash. Whereas record. these niggas got 15. <laughs> Literally 15 Jones that's on that same level. Like, oh boy beats Benjamins for real, for real. In that, ser- in that scenario, in that setting, like Biggie not here to do Benjamins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's just y'all? Just you and she? <laughs> <laughs> no, this ain't it. This we, ain't it. We can get y'all far out of there. Because the best part's on it was Puff and Big. Yeah. Now, did Jada write Puff's verse? Yes. I thought so. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you could technically be like, yeah, I wrote John. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's huge. But Puff and Biggie verses was what mattered on that yeah. song. So it's like, y'all got the Rough Riders anthem remix. Y'all got uh, uh, what's the Jonah X first album? Um, uh, <sighs> niggas and niggas and started something. It's like y'all got them niggas and started something. That's a point. That's a point. If um, it don't run into blackout, I think is a point. Maybe, maybe Reservoir Dogs can be a point. Depending on what it run Depending up. Depending on what it run up against. Cause my thing is, whatever the fuck you want to do, we we're gonna play. I really mean it, right? And that, <laughs> that's that's not a point. Yeah, that's coming out. What was the point? Ain't a point. Yeah, Dipset Anthem is beating whatever. It Dipset up Anthem is beating niggas done start or something. Yes, I'm sorry, it just is. Damn, 
And when y'all try to get like cute and play, you know, K I S S is like, nigga, we, we got balling over this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit gonna get nasty over here. Nasty. Niggas have 500 records. I looked through Apple Music Bro. yesterday. Like, they have 500 records between the three of them in the group shit, man. I just hope that when Cameron finally does do Get Him Daddy, that he actually does the intro where he says, um, niggas want to know what label I'm signing to. I'm the C. No, he said, um, how the fuck did he start the joke? He said, they say beauty is in the eye of the holder. That's why I look up every morning, look in the mirror, and realize just how fly I am. They want to know what label I'm signing to. I'm the CEO of Diplomat Records. I signed myself. Get your fucking gate up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear that <laughs> I'm the CEO of Diplomat Records. I saw myself. Get your fucking cake up. I'm like a crack addict. With these Macs, I got a bad habit. In the pen. Clack, clack. Back out. I'm back at it. It's like my lawyer no Black Magic. Black Rabbit. Out the Black Jack. Yo, he was fucking that joint up. Dog camming and put out some good ass work, man. Mm, that was a good time. For sure. But me personally, I got to be in 13 to 7, 12 to 8. Dipset, I, I can't. I, I just, I just look through their music, and it's just like none of the chic shit gets played. Other than uh, kick everywhere we go. I wasn't even gonna say that. I was gonna say the joint with Fab, um, Jada. Ah, uh, da 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 da. Oh, kiss the game goodbye. Kiss the game goodbye. That fuck around get played. But the craziest part is, well, no, Kiss had the best verse on that. Yeah, Fab fucked it up though. They say hate spread faster than love. That's why the Bentley is black. The same color as the, the mask, mask and the gloves. gloves. Yeah, that Fab fucked that up. But Kiss John was the, they think I'm trying to sign with Hove to get close to the crown. That John, yeah. yeah. Kiss fucked that up. But it's like, I was thinking that. I wouldn't even think like. No, that John is, that John coming out. In MSG, that everywhere we go, you people want to know, that's coming out. Mm. So Sheik, you got two. <laughs> but then they got to go get Jay Hood. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. got to dig him up. Yeah. The, um. Crazy word is my favorite chic song. Chic song is the John. Hey, I'm looking for good love. Yeah, that was, that was my chic. That was my shit. That was a good chic record. But like, I don't after you after Gangsta and the Gentleman. I don't see nothing from the next Styles John flying off the shelf. So it's like y'all are talking about records where Things they are equating mixtape records. That's what I was to about to say. It's like in the grand scheme of things, as far as like. Them, you talking about Money, Power, Respect, where you got Money, Power, Respect, the song with Lil' Kim and DMX, monster record. Right. If you think I'm Jiggy, maybe. Then you got We Are The Streets. Wild Out is coming out. Right. Wild Out, <laughs> Wild out might get played three times. Yeah, Wild Out and Fuck You is coming out. Wild Out, Fuck You, and it's another Recognize. one. Not Recognize. I said that already. Uh, um, no, y'all couldn't wait to hear Kiss Over Permit, Kill You On Tape, then... Oh, blood pressure. You know that's coming yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, y'all got a good five. Off and then uh, what's on Rough Riders Volume 1? Dope Money. Do you think they do Dope Money? They shouldn't. Honestly, Dope Money's one of their... Honestly, Dope Money might be their best back and forth record as far as him and Styles. Yeah. You couldn't live the life I live, and why's that? I could hide any minute. I could die any minute. Fucking with fake niggas and, and sleeping with foul bitches. And then you got Kiss of Death on that album, too. I'm going to deal with my enemies sooner because they got yeah. me looking for my solo album. Like, like Kennedy, Kennedy Jr. Jr. So that's that's coming out. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, the be- the in, in all honesty, the best songs on that Rough Riders Volume One album is "Jigga My Nigga" and uh, the uh, the hood joint with Beanie Siegel and Drag On. No, nah, the joint with Eve. That was the big record off of there. The first one, the best record. That Eve joint was huge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was Eve. What y'all want? Yeah, yeah Eve that was that was yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. That's that was the Eve. biggest song. Yeah. My favorite song on the joint was y'all the gonna, y'all gonna have to play Eve. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> you had to slip that in there. Like nigga, y'all ain't on there. No. We was in the car <laughs> <laughs> driving down and Broadway. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, Nokia sent us the Yo, beat, and then we shit. gave it to Eve. So that's like a hockey assist. So we get we can play that joint. No, you can't. So you got ride or die, bitch. Ride Fuck or Die you. Bitch is coming out and that joint getting punted. Yeah. That's a horrible song. I'm looking at the Locks Essentials on uh, <laughs> Apple Music. It's only 15 <laughs> tracks to begin with. You're right. Mighty D Block is on it, so that might Mighty come D-Block out. Mighty D Block is coming out 100%. Last Day on Big Album. Okay, but. I don't think it's coming they, out. They ain't the best part of that record. No. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just naming just shit. Just name, who the fuck want to squeeze um, my destiny? Bout shit. Did you hear that? No. I don't know what that is. What album is that on? That must be on the new Rock Nation Locks album. Living Off Experience. What album is that? That must be the Rock Nation, Joe. Oh, okay. Um, Recognize. We said that. None of y'all better than Locks. That's my shit. Okay. That's a primo joint, right? Yeah. Is this a primo joint? This joint. Yeah, ain't none of y'all better than Locks. That's coming out. That's gonna lose something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my shit, though. That's gonna take an L yeah, that's gonna, from, that's from, gonna, a, from a Jewel's third yeah. album. <laughs> it's too much. Man. We'll always love Big Papa. Might win a point. That might that might win a sympathy point. Yeah, sympathy point. Hopefully, Cam don't got no unreleased big shit. <laughs> Yo, motherfuckers was hitting me with the well, they can get into their bad boy bag because they was writing shit. I'm like, listen, right? In the words of you, that bag got a hole in it. <laughs> that bad boy let's, bag let's ain't dis- it. Let's dispel the locks at bad boy rumor, like the, the that whole thought process. Number one, Mace and Sauce Money wrote all the best songs that came out of that fucking bad boys run, other than Benjamin's. Like, right. all right, y'all got Benjamin's, so it's like that's. That's day one. That's day one. Y'all got Benjamins. Yeah. All that other shit. Uh, been around been the around, world. I say been around the world. Been around the world. Uh, been around the world remix. Like fucking uh, the Busta Biggie record. Uh, I'll be missing you. That Sauce Money. Like all the best shit that came out of that ghostwriting part of Bad Boy was Mason Sauce Money. Mm-hmm. So where are these locks records that Jada and, and Styles wrote? That's like. Oh, y'all ain't know they had that. Like, no, I do know what they have. It ain't much. They was like, at Bad Boy long enough to have a cup of coffee and go on tour. Yeah, like, you got to remember their Bad Boy run ended with... It was a with, year and a half. ...with Jadakiss wanting to push a refrigerator <laughs> off of a skyscraper <laughs> on the pump. So it's like, we not about to act like that shit was an amazing time period where they did all of this they shit. They did one and, album and was on some features. Like how Pac was with Death Row for three weeks and did Machiavelli and fuck, Yeah, it's like, it wasn't <laughs> still that. still dropping shit now. Yeah, like, like new Pac. <laughs> it, it wasn't e, that. He won on Death Row now. Yeah. They still putting new music Yeah, out. it definitely wasn't that. Like, just looking at the Locks Essentials, it's like... It ain't enough, man. Yeah. And, and then, like, when I go over here and I, I, I look at the Diplomats Essentials and it's like, look how long this shit is. Built this city. Come home with me. What's really good? Did you mention? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, New York City with Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. I really mean it. Dipset anthem. Crunk music. 
What's really good? Bout it, bout it. it it's just like it's too dog. much shit. Dog. Can, this shit. Shit knocked so fucking hard. But all their shit bang like that. That's my I got that that no bullshit. That song is like on every one of my gym playlists. The whole damn shit bang and they ain't bring the pasta. Now I got to be rude. They ain't got <laughs> me my food. <laughs> That's my shit. So it's like, yeah, I I, I just dipset music is so powerful and it's just such a it created such like a chasm because it, it it low key fucked up hip hop. Like, not trying to be funny. Cam hitting the way he hitting a one made Dame like, yo, you the vice president. Right. Which made Jay like, I'm done with all of this <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, it low-key, like, sh- they shook up hip-hop. Yeah. They broke the rock up. <laughs> like, what what Jones say in Summer with Miami? Like, I first met him when I told Nas I smack off his goofy. <laughs> like, they really did just come out of nowhere. And Jim Jones fought everybody at every concert. Remember, he was in a crowd while yeah. and at the jump. Like, like, Cam literally remade Ambitions as a rider and smoked it. Yeah. His life as a rap star was nothing but a nigga with one well, leg yeah. dancing in the video and shit. Come yeah. On, man. Like, and they, like I said, originally, I just, without even going, just off of memory. I was like, yo, this is this is eleven because people talking crazy. I'm like, yo, this is eleven nine either way, and really examining the records and coming out with a sixty song list from Dipset. I'm like, it's no way they can lose. I don't give a fuck what order y'all. Play. The crazy part is all these songs that I just named are from their group albums. <laughs> like I didn't name none of Cam songs, none of Jewel songs, none of Jim. Like there it is. I really mean it. Dipset anthem. Come home. Um, well, we built this city. Santana. Crunk music. What's really good? Taking the church. Bout it. Bout it. I'm ready. Real. These are group songs. Right. So once you get into the horse and carriages and the 357s and the fucking uh, the rocks and the, the 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 purple hazes and all of them. Then you get into the summer in Miami's and the, all of that shit. Then you got all. It, out of all, it's Cam, a lot. Out of all the Cam albums and Come Home with Me being his biggest one, you know what his number one album is on Apple Essentials is fucking Purple Haze. Purple Haze. And people forget how good that album is because it ain't even really no features on that album. No, that's just him on there just running shit like. And I'm I'm skipping through the album. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh damn, I forgot about the like. And that album got like 21 songs on it. Dog, I forgot all about this album. Album is phenomenal. And they just, it was just a throwaway. Like they just threw it out like in December or whatever year that was. Did you mention Down and Out? Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all could get these niggas the fuck on out of there. Baby. This is a guaranteed point in any version. Yeah, I hear people talking about who high, who not. Man, they don't know who's gonna kill the game this year. Killer, yay, come on. Hit you from a block away. On a Suzuki, I'm in Osaka. Hey. Did you know Kanye produced a lot of the shit on this album? Yeah. I remember maybe like seven, eight months ago, I like got into it. He did Dipset forever. Yeah. I'm just like, damn, like, Cam really had Kanye in pocket like a motherfucker. Like, Kanye, it's crazy because these are like those old school Kanye. Yeah, you assume the heat makers because that was they go to producers. Right. Kanye. How long we gonna have this shit on lock, man? Listen, I've been copping them pieces. Maybe that's part of the reason. I feel like a box of Bobbing and weaving. 
she bobbing, I'm weaving. Like, dog, can't. Like, they really had Kanye in pocket at the Rock at one point. That's another joint. We was talking about that shit the other day, like the versus shit. Shout out Jules. They were there was like this rumor of like Pharrell versus Dr. Dre. And I'm like, so Pharrell trying to lose 20 to nothing. Okay. Motherfucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Dre start playing uh all the shit he mixed. Yeah. Motherfucking like, uh what's the what's the 50 joint we all up? What up, blood? He yeah. start dropping that shit I, and Pharrell head starts spinning. I, I'm just like, I love Pharrell, but I'm like, the battle for Pharrell would be Timberland, which couldn't happen because Timberland already battled Swiss exactly. twice now. <laughs> with the same records. With the same records, a little drunker, yeah. <laughs> But Pharrell versus Timberland would make sense. Yeah. But I'm like, honestly, Dr. Dre, there's 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 no He got there, too much shit from too many. Like not trying to be funny, there there's no this is what I was telling you, there's no competition for him. Like sometimes you're just above your competition. Yeah, he got four decades to where of it's hits. like like LeBron in the finals last year with Anthony Davis going against Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson. It's just like I can't help it that y'all came to the finals. Right. Y'all we, shouldn't have been here to begin we just with. Gotta but beat now that y'all here, I'm just gonna fuck y'all up. But it's just that's kinda how look like Dr. Dre, like the top 10 selling best rap albums of all time. <laughs> Dr. Dre executively produced six of them. Like, that shit ain't by accident right. at that point. Like, when you're talking about three diamond records he executively produced, that's bonkers, yo. Yeah. People be lucky enough to just touch one of them. You executively produced three of them. And then you got another three that sold all more than seven mil. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's so too it's much like, shit. Dr. Dre's untouchable. So then he was like... They, there was a Jonah that they was like, can anybody beat Drake in a versus? And I was like, yeah, Kanye. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Kanye could beat him. And I was like, honestly, not trying to be funny, outside of Dr. Dre, there's nobody that can beat Kanye in a versus on either side of the, the field. Be a producer or artist. Producer or artist. And I'm like, <sighs> he was like, you think so? I'm like, bro, Kanye can go into a versus as an artist. As an artist. Like, fuck what I produce yeah. <laughs> as me. I got graduation, late registration, the college dropout. Jesus, 808s and heartbreak. He like, all right, yeah, you got a I'm like, nigga. Kanye, and my beautiful dark twisted I, fantasy. I ain't even, I was not even going to mention my best album ever. Like, I can bring 50 tracks for myself. Yeah. Then if you want to do production, I did all the Bean shit, all yeah. the Cam shit, all the J shit. Y'all do realize that The Rock was me. Right. Just Blaze was there, but yeah. it was me. Yeah, I was Then you factor in all the work that I did with Lil Wayne, with Nicki Minaj, with Drake, with Rick Ross, with Snoop. Y'all out of y'all fucking minds. Like Kanye doesn't lose to anybody yeah. in any verse. Kanye could Kanye could do a hundred. He could do he could do he a bean. Could, he could do a bean and be like, all right, so the first fifty, um, I'm a battle three different artists, and then the second fifty, I'm a battle three different producers. Yo, and he will win. Real shit. Kanye's like, like the Quincy Jones of this shit. Like, Kurt Franklin would have trouble with him in a gospel versus. <laughs> <laughs> That's how crazy Kanye is. Stomp is a record. Stomp is a point. But Kurt Franklin would have trouble with Kanye. the rest of that shit what's the, what's, I, We didn't even mention the life of Pablo. What's the first one from my uh, life of Pablo? With Chance the Rapper and fucking... Uh, Father Stretch My Hands? No. With, with a, Ultra Light Beam. Ultra Light Beam. Ultra Light. Kanye did ass could go into a gospel versus <laughs> and give niggas... Uh, Fred Hampton? You out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you got a long day for you, Fred Hampton. <laughs> like, real shit. Like, Kanye really could beat anybody in the verses outside of possibly Dr. Dre. Just because yeah. he's just that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, production-wise, he did too much. Yeah. I kept Jay-Z career afloat. Yeah. So... In the same way that they say, like, you know, like, M gave... 
people that was around M and Dre, like saw M give Dre instructions, like no, change this and do the da da da. Kanye did the same thing for Jay. Like he literally came to Jay with a whole record done and was like, yo, this to this, and then this the bridge, and then I'm saying I gotta get my soul right. And like, so, and if you don't take it, I'm gonna use it. And then so, Jay like, oh no. <laughs> so so bad. I wanna we ever do get to where we get a Jay Z interview? That's one question I wanna know. Like, who was the biggest influence for your song structure changing after the Nas battle? Because if you watch the way Jay Jay used to go into ver, bar, verses, well, songs, and it would be like rap. Like, he'd be rapping. No matter what the song was about, he'd be just rapping his shit. Right. Then he'd, like, even, I was listening to Excuse Me Miss the other day, and it's just like, everybody's like, please don't like him. He don't like him. I mean, he don't wife him. He won. He don't like him. He won. He nice him. He don't. Uh, now she don't like him, but she never met him. Groupies try to take advantage of him, but he won't let him. Like it was really like, let's go half on the sun. I know my past ain't one. You could easily get past, but that chapter is done. Yeah. Like it just, it really just became formatted and so. And I'm like, was it Pharrell or was it Ye? Right. Who really stepped in like, nah, dude. And then you look at his song structure from like the Black Album where he did songs like um, Allure, Allure and, and PSA and Encore and even the joint with his mom, December 4th. Yeah, and Lucifer. He, and he was doing real and it was just like that was was great Jay. Yeah. That shit was great. And my homie the other day was like, so out of all the different Jays, like, what do you think is the best J? I'm like, misogynist J. It's by yeah, bar none. <laughs> all his, uh, Art J and Family Man J and, you know, uh, Big Fedora, 92 Bricks J. All of them, fuck all of them. Misogynist J. If J came into a battle, he'd never do it. But if he goes into a versus with, like, all my misogyny tracks. <laughs> Pack it the fuck Pack up. Pack it the fuck up. All of those like big pimpins and uh, it's the things that you do and uh, what was the John? Uh, I love bitches, rough bitches, thug bitches, like them Johns. Nah, yeah, Jay gets yeah. you the fuck on out of it's it. Fucking Snoopy track with juvenile. All of them shits. The fucking uh, I hit a U turn. Mom dropping yeah. you back off in front of the club. Jiggle, Dude, what why you, you do, do that, that for? I'm a fuck nigga. Tell and tell your friend, bitch. Like, all Won't of them change for no paper. Plus I've been rich. All, all, all of them like the. Uh, don't get mad at me. I don't fuck him. I chase him. I don't duck him. I replace him with another one. He had to see if she keep calling me big. big. And my, my name is Jay Z. She was all on my dick. dick. Like, we he's like, damn, why you do Charlie Baltimore? Yo, <laughs> what's wrong like, with you, man? Yeah, uh, what'd he say? Um, uh, um, when you ride, make you feel it inside your belly. If it's tight, get the KY jelly. All night. Like, when he show up with them, Jones, Jay's, that's the best Jay of all time. Misogynist Jay is, is great. We'll never see him again because he's a father yeah. of three, but you know. <laughs> Good time. Got daughters and shit. Yeah, got daughters and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, misogynist Jay, he, but I, I did, all jokes aside, Kanye beats everybody in the verses from both sides. Yeah. Except for Dre. Yeah, they would have to like, they, they could segment Kanye versus like, all right, it's Kanye versus five niggas. <laughs> That's what you were saying. Bring he would, the best 20. He would have to battle like people. Yeah. Like dead ass people. Yeah, like bring your best dub against Kanye's hunted. <laughs> like I'm gonna go out on a wild ass limb right here. Kanye might beat Jordan in a sneaker versus. <laughs> like, this shit is nuts. Kanye really an amazing motherfucker. It's like after the eleven, I don't know what Mike pulling Dog, up. Dog, he come here. Come do here. Come Jordan with the briefcase. <laughs> About to lose. <laughs> <laughs> like dog about to, about to lose the uh, the briefcase to the uh, Yeezy 500 like, think about how crazy that is the Yeezy 1s the Yeezy 2s 
all the 350 Yeezys, the 750s, the 500s, the, the Red Octobers, the, the Wave Runner 700s, the fucking slides. It, it, Yeezy might beat Jordan <laughs> in a sneaker versus. <laughs> that shit crazy. Kanye really the most amazing motherfucker ever. Bar none. Bar none. Nuts. I can win a producer versus a sneaker versus and a rapper versus about just about anybody. Crazy. Did you see him at the Big Three game the other day? Yeah. With ski mask, With ski mask. Like, that's some Kanye ass <laughs> shit. But you got anything else? I got nothing else, man. Uh, again, you know, as usual, I'm, I'm going dip set 12 8. I'm going dip set. I got a range. It could, depending on how shit get played, between it's between 11 9 to 14 6 dip set. But we both got dip set winning. I just don't think the locks have a, a a group record bigger than Money Power Respect. That's their jump. Yeah, you know that's coming out. Like, so my thing is, if Money Power Respect come out and God forbid it ends up going against Dipset Anthem and the crowd goes berserk, it's like, what y'all gonna do? <laughs> like, what happens next? Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily think the One Blood remix is going <laughs> to get it done. Like, all right, so uh, the song is 32 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but that, our, part right, uh, that part right there is 646. <laughs> clip that. <and laughs> that's what we going with. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it get it done. Absolutely not. So my thing is when I look at, like, their records where it's like, if y'all play that part of Benjamin's and they drop I Really Mean It, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it might be null and void. Because I, I, I viciously, rem you remember the first yeah. initial verses? No, the first verses, yeah. which was Swiss Beats versus Just Blaze. Yeah. Or if you watch that feed, everybody in the live kept saying, drop, I really mean it, drop. Because everybody thought Blaze was losing. They yeah. kept saying, and then he finally brought the genre where he mixed into it and, shit, and it's just like, I really mean it is like a fucking fan favorite. Yeah. So it's like y'all drop Benjamins and I really mean it hit and it lose. It's like then y'all drop Money Power Respect and like I said, if all of them start <laughs> dip set anthem and that lean, it's like, all right, all right, uh, Styles, we gotta go to. Uh, I get high early. <laughs> like, that shit could get crazy. So I just think that you know we we love the locks. And I just think, as a culture, and I just think, you know, it was with Biggie and then Rough Riders and all that, and it's like I get it. But y'all are view. A lot of you are viewing this through the wrong lens, mm -hmm. and y'all just don't understand the power of having 500 records that people know, and having 60 that could crush most people in a versus battle. Right, like that shit is hard to overcome, man. Absolutely, it's like just going Dipset versus the Locks records is is kind of even. But when you add in Cam and Jimmy and Joel's solo catalog, it makes it unfair. Yeah. That's the way I was looking at it. And that's just kind of what it is. Because their records are big records with each other. Exactly. Pop Champagne isn't a single record. It's Jim and Jewel <laughs> right. with Ron Brown. <laughs> oh, boy, it's Cam and Jewel's. Hey, Ma, it's Cam and Jewel's. What, like, they, they're just, all of their records encompass each other. Yeah. So it's just So like, even when it's a solo record, it ain't really a solo record. You see what I'm going? So it's like, yeah. It's going to be a long night. Yeah. I might go to that shit. It would be, yeah. Uh, MSG, I might go. I don't know. If I get stage passes, I'll go. Yeah, let me know. We out. We out, man. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.